Blog Talk Radio. Everyone in the world has gone to bed one night or another with fear or pain or loss or disappointment. And yet each of us has awakened, risen, uh, somehow made our ablution, seen other human beings, and said, Morning, how are you? Fine, thanks, and you? It's amazing. Wherever that abides in the human being, there is the nobleness of the human spirit. Despite it all, black and white, Asian, Spanish, Native American, pretty, plain, thin, fat, vowed or celibate, we rise. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness affect you? Why are you beset with gloom? Just because I walk as if I have oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like suns and like moons with the certainty of tides. Just like hope springing high. Still I rise. Did you want to see me broken? Bowed head and lowered eyes. Shoulders falling down like teardrops. Weakened by my soulful cries. Does my sassiness upset you? <laughs> Don't take it so hard just because I laugh. <laughs> As if I have gold mines digging in my own backyard. You can shoot me with your words. You can cut me with your lies. You can kill me with your hatefulness. But just like life, I rise. Does my sexiness offend you? Oh. Does it come as a surprise that I dance? as if I have diamonds at the meeting of my thighs. Out of the huts of history's shame I rise. Up from a past rooted in pain I rise. A black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear I rise. Into a daybreak miraculously clear I rise bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I am the hope and the dream of the slave. And so, naturally, there I go rising. I can hear my call No more hesitation mm. This time I'm going for all Cause I know where this road leads to And therefore I will
Enjoy that by R. Kelly. Uh, Kill nobody say about him. My brother right there got a gift. Welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is the host, Five Smooth Stones. Five Smooth Stones. Been around now for a little over a year. It's been about a year and three months, something like that. And and have enjoyed every single minute of it. And I do want to thank everybody for joining us again for an episode. I know, you know, us hosts say stuff like that. And people think we're just trying to buy time. And, but I always mean it. I really know that people's time is precious and they can be doing so many other things. I know I can be. I can be doing so many other things versus sitting up on uh uh, doing this. Some people like to talk just to be heard. Um, I have a plan. I have goals for this show, for other things I do to try to get this message out. And uh, I'm very, very serious about it. I'm not playing around at all. You shouldn't either because the enemy ain't playing with us. You know, 
white supremacy is not playing with us. You know, the enemy, and when I say the enemy, I'm not talking about white people, folks. That's just one of the main things we're going to talk about tonight. I'm not talking about no people. I'm not talking about black people. I'm not talking about Hispanics or nothing like that. When I say the enemy, I want everybody to understand very clearly who the enemy is tonight. If nothing else, I want to nail this down once and for all. People are not our enemy. Our enemy is that part of us that craves evil called the flesh. There's various names for it, but according to Scripture, I like to stick with the Scriptures, it calls it the flesh. That flesh craves evil. This is what caused uh, Mother Eve to be curious in the first place, her flesh. That flesh is out of control. It is not born again. It is not salvage. It's not saved. And it's a part of us that craves the dark side. Why would the Most High make us with the flesh or give us the flesh or put this inside of us? If he wanted us to do right, why would he allow us to be created with the flesh? Well, I believe he wanted glory. And when we have something as strong as the flesh and how sin can be pleasurable for a season, and this is Bible I'm talking about. It says sin is pleasurable for a season. When you have this inside of us, we always have a choice. And that's what makes us different from the angels. We have a choice. And um, we choose, when we choose the most high over sin and its pleasures, he gets so much more glory than if there was only good. That's my take on that in short. We can talk about that a little later. But anyway, folks, um, tonight is open forum. Uh, well, hold on, hold on. Let me just explain what tonight is. It's actually not open for me. I bet it's correct. So used to saying that. But actually, tonight it's always an open forum, folks. With with five minutes on, you want to talk about something, you call and we'll see. Can we uh, we'll, we'll see? Can we get it on the agenda? I'm not one of those people that just got to have a show going my way. We can talk about other things. It's not a problem whatsoever. Okay. Let's say it again. We can talk about other things. It's not a problem whatsoever here at Five Smooth Stones. However, having said that, the subject we want to make sure we talk on tonight is this subject about the Israelites, the revelation of who the real Jews are. Not we're not spending much really much a lot of time on proving we Israel tonight. Tonight I want to talk about now that we know we're Israel, uh uh, we want to understand the, the importance of knowing that and um, how the Bible says it over, I don't know how many times, uh, explaining that. So obviously it's something that we need to know. However, a lot of people are taking it a little further, and what they're doing is they have mixed that revelation with other doctrines um, that are not necessarily of the Father. I'm going to say it again. The Most High has uh, revealed to millions who the true Jews are, who the true Israelites are, and why it's important in 2012. So not only do they know that they, they're Israel, but they understand why it's important, how how that the Most High looks like he's picking on a group of people unless they know why he's doing the things he's doing to them. 
you know. So it's very important people know why they're going through what they're going through, which has a direct connection with who they are as a people. For the Bible says in Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26 and other parts of the scriptures, many things that happen to Israel, both good, both good and evil, if they obey or if they disobey. It's in the hands of the Israelites. They want to be an obedient nation and get the blessings or disobedient and get the curses. Well, right now, I believe they're walking in disobedience and they are fulfilling the curses throughout the, those scriptures as a nation. Now, I know Christ has come and have destroyed the curse of the law, et cetera, et cetera. But that does not change what Moses said is going to happen to the Israelites as a nation. If any individual believe in uh, Christ and the gospel he shared and the scriptures, they can have eternal life. They can be blessed, them and their household. But we are not talking about individual individualism tonight. We're not talking about a family tonight. We're talking about a nation. This is nation talk. Please don't mix up the two. You can be blessed if you obey the Most High again, you and your household. But I'm talking about a nation, and for those people that's looking at this particular nation within a nation called African American, or if you happen to be in various parts of the world, and you see a people going through certain things, and they're they're going through these specific blessings and curses, all curses, whichever they fall under, uh, and you mean this must be an Israelite or a Jew. They need to know who they are, otherwise they won't know why they're suffering. So that's one of the reasons we think it's very important. And uh, then another reason this is important, and I'm, I'm, I'm moving on around to the subject here in a second, I'm laying a foundation here. So that's one reason they need to know is uh, because the Most High look like he's just picking on these people, uh, pressing them, enslaving them, carrying them to various places and ships and all the things that the Bible says would happen to the real Jews. You need to know. Israel needs to know who they are. This revelation is very important. Then we need to know why uh, we have such an anger towards each other as a people. I'm talking about African Americans. I'm talking about any other people scattered throughout the four corners living out of Deuteronomy 28, or Leviticus 26, and all of the other various scriptures of the book, all over the Bible. If you don't understand why we're at the bottom of every single aspect of society and not know that the Bible says this one nation will not be able to rise, again, the scripture says this nation will not be able to rise. Again, this nation, out of all the nations, will not be able to rise. There's many scriptures that talk about not just Deuteronomy 28, Leviticus 26, but really the whole entire Bible. Uh, but more specifically, more pointed, Amos 3 and 2, I quote this a lot on this show, says, of all the nations of the earth, you have unknown. Therefore, I will punish you for all your transgressions. Israel isn't like other nations. Since the Most High did so much for this nation, he said that they would have it harder than any other nation if they disobeyed. But now if they obey, they will have it far, far much better than any other nation on the planet Earth. That's how you know who a true Jew is. That's how you know who a true Israelite is. They'll have it far better than every other nation, or they will have it far worse than any other nation. So 
This is why it's vitally important, folks, that we spread this truth of who the true Jews are because otherwise they look at the Most High like he's picking on them. Another reason we should spread this wonderful news in love is because, like I was saying earlier, there is an anger, there's a disrespect that these people feel among themselves because they don't know why they're not prospering. They don't know why they're not achieving. They don't know why they can make nations of the world or people of the world wealthy. They can make people like Bill Gates all day long. They can make Bill Gates all day long. They can create Warren Buffett because those people didn't do what they did by themselves. They had help. Many of them were so-called African-Americans and various other Israelites all over the world. But they was at the bottom of their society, but yet they worked for Warren Buffett or Bill Gates. I just mentioned those two names so everybody knows who they are. But there's thousands of people that, that these Israelites can make wealthy, but when they go try to help each other, something happens. There is, isn't there any wonder why black people do not have, um, why there are black banks in the country, I understand that. There's not nowhere near the amount of numbers there should be for the amount of people we have. And we just seem to not be able to come together to create the big uh, hotel chains. And the, We're doing, we're, 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 you know, we're, we're moving right along, but nowhere near any other minorities in this country regards to wealth with the amount of people you have. It's 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 a great disparity. And many people have talked about it. Books have been written about it, even movies. So there's a disrespect that African Americans have among themselves, so called African Americans have among themselves, that's a distrust. They don't want to do business with each other. No, even though we know that we're, we're, we went to these same colleges and got the same degrees, PhDs, doctors, and so forth, there is a disrespect we have, a hatred. Uh, uh, sometimes it gets as far as even a hatred. I know there's a lot of so-called black pride and all this stuff, but that's with regards to fashion and, you know, you know, maybe the rap industry. I mean, yes, there's a black pride. I understand that, but I'm just saying in terms of it, Turning into true power, the disrespect is too great for that to, for that to happen. But once this, these people are known and educated as to who they are and why they're going through what they're going to, I believe all this will change. And guess what, my friend? It's happening as we speak. I am one of the voices. You are one of the voices. You are one of the trumpets. You are one of the watchmen on the gate. That's how I look at people like you and myself. We are one of the watchmen on the gate, and we're warning the people of the things we see. So tonight, um, we're going to talk about some of the things that stump, that's causing us as a nation to stumble. But before I get into that, let me just finish my uh, few more reasons why it's important for many people, well, for the world to know who we are. It's important for the world, especially us, to know who we are, again, uh, not just because of Most High is looking a little biased towards us by the treatment of us. Uh, not only is, is the anger we have towards us would be uh, understood, it would be understood while we go through things we go through, and one would not be so quick to be angry with, uh, we won't be so quick to be angry with us. And uh, then um, another reason is 
very important reason is we will no longer blame white the white man or the white people. So much talk about the white man and white people among uh, so-called African Americans, and this needs to be addressed because the Bible already said that uh, the Most High would put His people inside of slave ships and have them sold as slaves, and, and that they would have wives, but another nation would come from the north and lie with her. That's Bible, folks. They will have young men, but they won't enjoy their young men as a nation because their young men will be taken to captivity. It says you work all the days of your life, you won't enjoy your labor. So you'll build houses for others, but you won't live in them. And this is what happened to us in slavery. You can't look at what's going on with us now as a nation. You have to look at us in a span of 400 years at a time. Because the Most High said you go through, you know, certain things, and you have to look at this group of people. If you want to know who a true Israelite is or a true Jew, you just look all over the world and see what nation was taken someplace for 400 years. You go and look at what they went through for those 400 years and how they are fulfilling Scripture. This is how you know who are the true Israelites. This is how you know who the true Hebrews are. Simple, simple, simple. You don't look at what we're going through today, this last month. You've got to look at a group of people, any group of people. You've got to look at it for like 400 years and see that they build houses at one time and one was not allowed to stay in them. See that they gather grapes and was not allowed to eat them. See if they had wives, but another nation come from the north and slept with them. African Americans aren't even the color of Africa because of that nation from the north mixing with them, as the scriptures foretold. Scripture says uh, the Most High would get angry with Israel when they disobeyed and would scatter them throughout the four corners. Israel has been scattered throughout the four corners. Israel are the real Jews, are the Hebrew Israelites, Hebrew Israelites. Some people say Israelites, which so are Hebrew Israelites. These people are not in the land of Israel. I'm laying a foundation to the topics we're going to discuss here in a second. We're going to talk about stumbling blocks that are holding back us as a people, even after we receive this wonderful revelation of who we are as a people. So it's very important we understand that the white man is not our problem. The Most High have already said these things will happen to Israel, and he is the one that have orchestrated all of these pains that we have. He has rewarded us according to our choice of doing good and doing evil. The most high is behind our oppression, not the white man. The most high just used Europeans to carry out his word. He even said in Joel 2, he calls them his army. Read your Bible. The most high talks about a people in Joel 2 that wreaked havoc upon the earth. They went and gathered captivity as the sand the Bible says before them it's like a garden of Eden, after them it's like a wilderness. And it goes on to say these people would be mighty, and he calls them his army. They wasn't doing what was right. They wasn't doing what was, um, excuse me, that's not the word I meant to say. They wasn't doing, um, they was carrying out his judgment upon the planet, especially Israel. But he calls it his army. His army just don't do what's right. The Most High can call calls the righteous to, to to be blessed, and he you know calls them his army. But he also, when he gets upset and he decides to judge a people, he'll call anybody to press and beat them down. It's the truth. 
That's all Satan is. Satan is the one to carry out a lot of it. Because the Most High saw that people were disobedient, he just moved his arm of protection, and the enemy goes in and does what he do. So this nation from the north, he calls his people. You think I'm exaggerating? Look at Jeremiah 1. Again, I go over this, been going over this like every week, every show almost. But Jeremiah 1, the Most High said that he would call all of the nations of the north, all of the nations of the north, all, all of the nations of the north of Jerusalem to come to Jerusalem. And basically he would utter his judgments against that place using these people. That's your Bible. Read it. Read, check, 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 check me out if you think I'm just sitting up here just, just talking, just to be talking. I promise you, everything I've said is in the scriptures. All right? Having said that, another reason people need to know who the true Jews are, who the true Israelites are, who the true house of David is, is the word of God, the Bible, is very confusing as long as you place in if you're sliding in place the people in Israel as the true Jews, the true authentic Israelites, and you're trying to understand Bible prophecy by doing that, it's very, very, very confusing. The Bible will make you start to say it's contradicting itself. You'll say that a lot. If you, I'm going to say it again. If you're trying to understand the Bible and what it talks about with regards to the end of time and end time prophecies, and you're trying to slide in this people in Israel, and again, this show, this is the love show, folks. Remember, don't 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 get me twisted. This is the love show. I have no hatred, no disrespect for the people in Israel. Now, I sh- I would I say I I mean no disrespect as as humans. I believe they are precious creations from the Most High, and I'm not just saying it. I believe. They are precious creations from the Most High. They are my brother. They are my sister. I don't have no beef with them. I'm not scared of them, though. Let me just let you know that right now. I'm not scared of you. And I had some people, uh, you know, I got a virus the other day. I made a comment as a brother said he's from Russia. He called in the show, and lo and behold, somebody put a virus on my computer, and I did research on it. It come from Russia. I mean, people don't like what I say, but one thing you will not be able to, to get on me is that I hate. I have no hatred in my heart for anybody, but I do hate lies, deception, ignorance, and force. You know, people just try to force stuff. I hate that. Okay, but my enemies are the world, the flesh, and Satan. My enemies are the world, the flesh, and Satan. And the way these three enemies of mine work is through lies, ignorance, deception, and force. These are the enemies and how they work, not people. I don't have no beef with nobody. Ain't nobody on this planet can go toe-to-toe with, with Satan. Nobody. You're not that wicked. You're not that clever. There is nobody that I've ever met in my life that is evil as the flesh. Nobody craves evil 24-7, but the flesh does, that part of us. And then the world, which is nothing more than everybody else's uh, flesh and everybody else's relationship they may have with evil spirits. 
and evil spirits if I didn't already mention that. That's 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 for sure my enemy. So let's really say let's let me get this straight. The enemy to Brother Seth and to you and according to scripture to all of us is evil spirits. I don't even like saying Satan because Satan's only one person gonna be at one place at one time. So I'm laying the foundation, then we're gonna get into some heavy things that Israelites are doing all over the planet that is setting us and taking this movement backwards. Israelites all over this world is taking us backwards. Most High reveals to us who we are according to prophecy, and when we're waking up, the dry bones is coming back together. But these people, these some doctrines are taking us backwards. They're enslaving us. And that's what Satan wants to do. He does not want us to be a free people operating in the spirit, understanding the law, understanding the purpose of the law, moving forward in the spirit. He wants us to get locked up and trapped into these laws that even our forefathers couldn't keep. But he always wants us to keep laws. Don't get me wrong. He has always required of his people to keep precepts and concepts, always. But now it's the spirit that. That's the administrator of that. But a lot of our people is trying to take us back into laws and bondage, things they can't even explain. We, we spend a whole lot of time arguing about what we call the Father. We change it every five years. We're spending a lot of carnal time. There is no power among the Israelites, the Hebrew Israelites, the, real, the, the, the true Jews, because they get tangled and locked all up in the law. They don't have no power. You know, They can talk about the Christians all they want, but they can't touch the church and productivity and production and producing lives. You know, the church has a lot of junk in it. I despise the modern-day church. Nobody despises it like I do. I come up in and I know what's going on there, but I can't deny that the church is the most powerful institution on the planet at the same time, it is the most destructive thing for humanity. It's both. It's both. What's more powerful than the church? What's more corrupted than the church? So it's a love-hate thing with me. But these Israelites, they have the power, but they run around getting tripped up and tangled up and tied all up in the law. And they're sitting around arguing what name we're supposed to call the most high. And they sitting around doing something very foreign and crazy, saying, hating the white man and bringing, saying all kind of crazy stuff. So we're going to get into that in a minute. And I'm going to open up this phone lines, and I want y'all to let me have it in a loving way. But, but speak your mind tonight, Jacob. Speak your mind tonight, Israel. Okay? Or Yisrael. Those of you that are saying, he didn't say Yisrael. I mean, you know, we just, just not getting it. It has never been what you call a person. It's more of the character of the Most High. He's looking for the character of Christ because nobody knows the Most High. We, nobody heard from him. We have Christ as our example. So we know what the Father is like through the Son. So, But people ain't pursuing the character of Christ. They're pursuing being an expert as far as what's all the proper names, and they want to, you know, take five minutes to greet you in the, you know, in the Hebrew and all this. And then this Hebrew... Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Hebrew? What Hebrew? We, we don't even know that that's the Hebrew. We're beating people across the head with it. We always look at the strong concord. We don't know the strong family. Who know them people? 
Half these books were quoting, quoting from these very same white people, y'all say it's devils. I just think, like Romans 2 talks about, and I think Romans 1 talks about nature, speaks of this Father, of the glory of God, of the Most High. If I can say God, some of y'all probably want to throw up because I say God. But you got to understand, I got to, I'm got. i a fisherman. Everybody listening don't understand God. If I go saying all these names, they're going to... Man, all this this show is scaring me, and I'm still trying to reach the common man. I'm not trying to reach our Israelites because y'all know it all. I'm trying to get people to see that we're Jacob and understand what they're going through. But like I say, I'm y'all getting me. See, y'all pulled me into the uh, to the main topic. I didn't want to get into that real quick. Let me finish up why it's important for everybody to know we're Israelites. Number one, the Most High looked partial. Look like he's picking on the people. Once everybody knows that they're doing nothing more than fulfilling scriptures, it makes more sense. The Father looked like he is a loving Father versus some tyrant that wants to throw us in ships, enslave us, and make us put us on the bottom of every single aspect of life. We're fulfilling prophecy. The Most High is not picking on us. Then number two, this anger we have as a people towards each other, the disrespect we have towards each other because we don't understand why we're going through what we're going through, why we're on the bottom. Our women, really, I don't care what nobody say, our women disrespect us. How can you respect a man, black man? Even though you know all this, you may know, you know, uh, not all what I'm saying, but you may know that, you know, there's racism out there. Our women get tired of us. They disrespect us because they don't understand why we as men allow or have allowed ourselves to be in a situation. Our women can understand for maybe just some time, and then sometimes they, they, it's like their mind goes to where they're like, okay, well, I'm tired of the, the problem. Well, why aren't we out of this? And they really blame men. They look at the white man. He seemed to be on top. He seemed to be prosperous. They look at the Asian man. They look at the black man. Here we are with all these excuses. And I think our women, our women has disrespect. I'm reminded of a sister that worked at a jail, and they constantly kept bringing black men in, black men in time and time again, and she would see these brothers. And I, oh, quickly, I want to say shalom and hello and, and greetings to everyone in the chat room and on the phone line. Sorry, y'all. If you have a question in the chat room, just type them. Put a question mark before and after your question, and I'll be able to try to get to your question. If you put a question mark before and after your comment, I'll try to it'll stand out. If you're on the phone lines, press 1, and I'll be able to get to you. tonight. You got the show. It's your it's your mic. I mean, I'm not. I, I got a lot to say, but tonight I'm really feeling a little like I want to hear from other people. So please, if you want want to talk, hey, this show is yours tonight. Let me know how y'all feel about what I'm saying. But anyway, his sister was working the jail, and she noticed all these black brothers kept coming. In. They were saying, "Well, the white man creeping me down, and he plants these drugs on me." And he, she would be like, "Yeah, brother, I got you." I'm down with you. And the next brother come in there. Yeah, you know, this white man, man, he, he took my drugs and he, and he, you know, he sold them. And sister was like, they did. And she would be all offended. And after a while, after a while, I don't care how good the story sounds and how true it may be, this sister was sharing with me how you just begin to start thinking that all y'all ain't innocent. And then it goes from all y'all innocent or some of y'all innocent until she just got to where she can start hating black men, even though she knew some of them were right. And this is what I'm saying. I can't make all sisters like that. There are some sisters that know what time it is. They know we're Jacob. They know we're Israel. And they are a deception because they should know why we're going through what we're going through. But the average sister or the average person seeing and hearing us, even 
response, even black men that don't know the truth we're talking about tonight, of course, they get tired of hearing it. And I think this is why we get some of our people that want to be white. They don't come out and say that no more. They know they would could never they would never live that down. I mean, it, we would always be, you know, bringing people would always be throwing it back up in their face. But what I'm saying is, there's a lot of people that aspire to be. They want to live among whites. They want to be the only white on their street. They want to be the only white. I mean, the only black on their street. They want to be the only black. They don't like being around black people. A lot of our people are like that. And this self-hate that black black psychologists calls it stems from them not understanding why we're going through what we're going through as a people. So this is why this revelation of who the true Israelites are is vital. It ain't nothing to play with, folks. It's serious. People need to know who Jacob is, who that Bible is. That Bible is full of nothing but people with locks and braids and nappy hair from Genesis to maps. Didn't you know that? It's something to play with. Something to throw your hand up in the air, black power, and be all proud in a vain way. This is serious business, folks. The kingdom of the Most High is here. And it's going to be established with truth. So our people need to know so this self-hate, disrespect among us will stop. Another thing is we need to quit blaming white people. White people... It's the same people we see every day. We work with them. Some of us marry them. We go to church with them. We know how much power they got, and they do not have enough power to turn the people upside down like that, like have happened to us unless the Most High was with them. He was with them. You got beat? Take it up with your forefathers. Your forefathers want to disobey, and the Father said before all this jumped off, he said, if you disobey, you're going to wind up in slaveship. Moses talked about slaveships back in Deuteronomy 28, folks. Y'all can't be putting no white man, making him out to be all this big bad wolf. You're giving him glory. You're making him look like Superman. He don't have that kind of power. You're feeding into the law of white supremacy. If your anger is not towards our people, you are in error. If your anger is not towards white people, you are in you are in error. I'm going to say that again. If you don't have an anger towards your own people or your own self for being rebellious, because some of y'all ain't too obedient right now, that's who you should be upset with. The Bible says it like this. If your ways please me, I will make your enemies to be at peace with you. Again, if your ways please me, I will make your enemies be at peace with you. Mm-mm-mm. So who really is the enemy? Who's causing black people all this pain? Who should we be angry with? Who we have, should have beef with? Who's the bad guy? Who's the culprit? And I want to let everybody know, instead of just trying to get your opinions out, I hope everybody's listening to what I'm saying tonight. Of course I want to hear from everybody. Everybody got your own opinions and all, but, you know, it's, you know I really want even those in the chat room to please just, y'all try to stay with me because you know, I could get off. 
I could get off. I can be wrong. I need your feedback. Talk to me. Chat about what I'm saying. Who do we hate? Some of y'all got beef with with white ministers, white churches, white co-workers, white politicians. White people is not our problem. Never was. They can't be. As much as I respect them, they are not intelligent enough to pull off such a massive, gigantic, Unless the Most High was with them. If the Most High was with them, why are you getting mad at them? Believe me, if they was the problem, I ain't scared of none of them. And I done told them that. And, and, you know, I'm the one to teach on leprosy. That's one of the strongest messages you can have. You can't, man, I I went to so many computers teaching on leprosy. I done got so many viruses. I done got so many nasty calls. Y'all have no idea the price that I pay for teaching on leprosy the way I do. So you you can't say I kiss up to no white people, but I want I I've learned I want to hit in the face who I need to hit in the face. If I want to if I have issues with my enemy, I don't want to go out socking the wrong person. I'm just saying they're not the enemy. Our rebellion is the enemy. You walking around here arguing about the Most High, what you call Him, which is important, which is important which is important, but far, far more important than what you call him is what he call you. Do he call you his son, or do he say, I never knew you? Are we walking his precepts and statutes? What are the precepts and statutes? Are we trying to live some? Are we trying to establish our own righteousness, which is impossible? Impossible. The Bible talks about a gift of righteousness, a gift of righteousness, a gift of righteousness, a gift of righteousness. And y'all know me. Normally I go in the Bible and I go toe-to-toe-to-toe, and we look like we've been doing on these shows. Some of y'all don't like this show because I'm I'm always talking about uh, the Bible. Some of y'all say, Brother Seth, I just want you to just talk about the New World Order. Ain't this Thursday night? I mean, what's up with you always trying to get in the Bible? So I said that to say, I'm not afraid to have a Bible study. Okay, but we're talking Israelites tonight. This show is pretty much a special show for them. And many of y'all already know about the gift of life. They don't need me trying to flip and turn because y'all already know what I'm talking about. Christ came is basic salvation 101. His death, his blood, that lamb slain before the foundation of the earth, taught my Christ, offered up his blood once and for all for sin. Past, present, and future sins have been taken care of. We have, when we receive the Messiah, we receive his righteousness that, was, that comes by his death and the offering up of his blood. Now, that righteousness is what the Father is what the only is the only thing he can receive from us. He don't your the law works. You tap into the law of reciprocity. You reap what you sow. Like if you're doing evil, it's gonna come back and all that. 
But in terms of your sin stopping you from having a relationship with the Most High, it doesn't. Kind of like if I had beef against my son, I told my son, you know, as long as you're doing this, that, and the other, I'm not going to say nothing to you. I ain't going to do with you. And then one day I said, you know what, son, no matter what you do, you can come talk to me. I've changed my mind. That's what the Most High have done. Our sins have been taken out of the relationship. It no longer blocks us from going. We can go to and fro throughout the Holy of Holies and have this relationship with the Most High. Some of y'all are saying, what is the Holy of Holies? It's the presence of the Most High. It, it was a place that the Israelites were walking in where his presence was. But we no longer need that veil. We don't no longer need those rituals. We can talk to our Father. Christ made this possible. And if you don't believe in Christ, I understand, not a problem. But i got one question for you. If you don't believe in Christ, you don't receive the Messiah. Notice I didn't say his first, his first name. I don't want to get y'all started. Because that's some of y'all, that's all y'all, that's all that's what you major in. That's all you know. All these gifts of the Spirit, that the Spirit says that it will impart unto us to help the, help a hurting world. These miracles are for the unbeliever. We're supposed to be out here demonstrating the power of the most high inside of us through these gifts of the Spirit. And y'all arguing over what name the Messiah went by. I'm disappointed in my family. I'm disappointed in Jacob. Y'all are some weaklings. You are tripped up by the law. And you have the most, one of the most powerful revelations there is, who the real Jews are. My, my, my. How did you come across that? Powerful, powerful, powerful. But you turn around and in effort to try to make yourself look good, because that's all the law does, you live and try to be justified by the law. I have over 1,500 Facebook friends. I'd say a 1,000 of them are Israelites. That is all they talk about is laws that they cannot live. Statues they don't even understand to live, and they hide behind these statues, and mostly the Sabbath, the Shabbat. And they mean they're going to keep that Shabbat, which that's, that's something great. You should. But you should also understand what exactly happened when Christ came. What exactly happened? What change was made from the law of the Old Testament and the New Testament? What happened? Why did Christ say, now, before you can just give your wife a, a, a if you want to give your wife, just give a, a bill of divorcement. But now I'm saying, if you even think it, what, whoa, 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 whoa. what do you mean it goes from writing it down and she get a divorce, you get a divorce, to now it's a matter of the heart? Now, if you even look at a woman and lust in your heart, it's a sin. <gasps> now things going from outward external things down to the heart of things. Again, I'm talking to family night. I'm not going to make this out of Bible study, turning back and forth, back and forth. Y'all know the scriptures. You know Romans 5. You know about the gift of righteousness. You should. Some of y'all, sadly, you really don't. But read Romans 3. Read Romans 5, whole chapters. We don't do verses on this show. Read the whole chapter. Romans 5, Romans 3. And listen to them talk about the gift of righteousness. Google gift of righteousness. 
Righteousness is a gift. You can't work for it. If you work for it, then it's no more righteousness. It's no more a gift. Bible calls it a free gift. So what am I saying? I'm saying, folks, really, really listen to your brother tonight. We are wrong for generating hate for white people. You're wrong and you're immature. And to some of us that know better, you sound very ignorant. You sound ignorant. And we don't go we we don't want to go to war with you. We're gonna smile with you, we're gonna shalom, my brother, you know. We're gonna be looking at you and yeah, we know, but we don't wanna to go to war with you because you don't even know who the enemy is. Some of y'all don't even believe in evil spirit. You wanna know what to do if a person walks you under the influence of an evil spirit. You will be scared out of your mind. Some of y'all never seen an exit. Some of y'all never had demons to talk to. Some of you never had the privilege, the wonderful privilege of a demon talking to somebody and you said, Come out of her. Right now, I bind you up. You don't even know what that's like. You probably laugh right now going, <laughs> you don't get it. Why would I go in the trenches with you? You think it's the white man. And this is not to say you're dumb or you're ignorant, you're stupid. It's to just simply challenge you to get a little deeper. What happened to Christ when the, when the, with that man in the, in the garden, in the tomb, when that spirit had that man cutting himself? That stuff is real. You walk around people all day under the influence of evil spirits. Didn't y'all read hear about the show I did uh, about the man eating off the other man's face in Miami, been, uh, sleeping in a rock if you hadn't heard about this story? This black man walks up to this elderly white man, street man, and literally starts chewing on his face and eats half his face off. What would you do if you ran up into that, my brothers and sisters? Those of y'all that are Israelites, what would you have done? Try to talk to him about the proper name to call the Most High. Call 911. Try to wrestle him. Remember, when they went to shoot him, he looked at him and said, ah. Couldn't reason with that guy. With no drugs. Drugs don't make you act like that. That brother was under the influence of a demonic spirit, and y'all don't have nothing for it. You are a weakling. You're weak. You're not no warrior. Then when we start talking about the law, some of y'all swear up and down, the law, the law, the law. When we start trying to get you to explain the law, you can't explain which laws are relevant for the day, which laws are relevant. I mean, I look at this all the time on this show. You can't explain it. You don't know. There's more, whatever amount of laws in the Old Testament, it's more than 613, but whatever amount it is, Multiply that time a hundred. That's how many probably laws it is. Because we have diets today that they didn't have back then. There's new laws that should be governing these diets. The Holy Spirit is going to administer to you what laws is relevant for today, what laws are not. There's some things that's not in the book that you can't eat. There's some social problems we have today that they didn't have. We have cell phones. We have Twitters. We have Facebook. The Holy Spirit got something to say about that. And you can't find that law nowhere in the Old Testament. There's different things about our marriage, whether or not women should work, this, that, and the other. How you do a home? You know, what about babysitting? Whole whole babysitting system. What about that? You think the most high wants your kids in babysitting? There's a law for that. There ain't nowhere in the book. I can go and name from start naming things from now to next week where I need to know from you is should I do this or should I not? I can name 
Again, things from now to next week, and I would say, should I do this or should I not? Should I do this or should I not? And you can't show me one law in the Old Testament that addresses that. We have a high and more prestigious way of life than the law. But we're not getting away from laws. There's actually more laws. When there was a spirit say, don't go here, that's a law. Stop. Go. Turn. That's you following his direction. All laws is his direction. Don't do this, don't do that. And furthermore, let me explain something about the law. If you walk with the Most High, do you think Moses just knew of ten laws, ten commandments? Moses knew the Most High. Excuse me. Moses knew Christ in his form of glory. That wasn't the Most High. I'm going to say it again. Moses knew Christ in his form of glory. That wasn't the Most High. This powerful God, a powerful being in the Old Testament, do you think Moses just had ten little laws to know what this person wanted, how this person wanted us to live? Moses walked with him. He knew him. It'd be like my little girl, you know, hanging out with one of her little friends, and her little friend said, I read your daddy's book, and it's got all the things he liked. Which one do you think is better off, someone with a book a book of a whole bunch of things I like and don't like, or my daughter who know me? My daughter even know why I don't like it. She even know how I look when I talk about it with my face frown all up. She don't just have a law. She know how I feel about it. The law is for the lawless. It's for people that don't walk with the Most High. It's for it's a schoolmaster for those that don't know Him. It's like a little map for them so they won't kill themselves. But the superior person know Him, which includes His laws, but not exclusively just the laws. So you claim to be a master of the law, you are a master of those that don't know him. You're a master of the lawless. The law is for those that are lawless. That's what the Bible says. Y'all think I'm making stuff up? Law is for the law. Else what does that scripture mean? What does it mean? Yeah, brother. Let me tell you one thing about the law that, that it does is to accomplish. One thing the scripture accomplished, First Timothy one and nine. First Timothy one and nine. I'm trying not to turn this into a Bible study because it's not supposed to be. Every one of my shows shouldn't be let's turn, let's turn, but I've got to read this. First Timothy one and nine, for those of you that have your Bibles close to you. Knowing this says, first Timothy one and nine says this, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man. Are you a righteous man? Well, yeah, brother. Are you a righteous man? Well, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners and for unholy, profane murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers and manslayers. Don't just slide over that scripture and say, well, 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 it's right there. It says it's not made for a righteous man. 
A righteous man is a person that walks with the Most High. He knows him. He knows not to offend him for for lots of reasons. One of them is he loves him. He don't say, well, hold on, what the law says. I don't, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out what not we should do. Let's, let's see what the law says. Let's see what the law says. No, you know him. There's some in your spirit that say, I shouldn't say this. Sisters, there's some in your spirit that's going to say, I shouldn't wear that. What should I wear? Let's look at what the law says. You don't have to. It should be written in your heart. He says, I'll take out that heart of flesh. And put in your, uh, 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 somebody has a question or comment. I just now saw your hand raised. Let me go straight to the phone line because I don't know how long this hand been up. Area code 708-903. Go ahead with your question or your comment. First, give all honor to the Most High. His name is I Am That I Am. You hate when I sit in the Hebrew, but I am. You can find that in the scriptures. I Am That I Am. Secondly, uh, May the Most High bless you and your your works and edify you through the Spirit. Thirdly, I have actually I had a couple comments, but I'm not going to take over the show. But you, I want to ask you one question: Why, 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 why will you say that we're not under the law? You do not give clarification of the laws we're not under. First, you love Romans. I'm going to go to Romans chapter ten for you, ten and one through five, and you tell me what this means, brethren. My wait a minute. Yeah. Brother, my heart's desire and prayer for to a higher to God for Israel is that they might be saved, for I bear them record that they may have a zeal of the most high, but not according to knowledge, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not presented themselves unto the righteousness of God. Check this out. No, this is this is scripture you love to read. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. This is the key. For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth them, I mean, excuse me, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. So if righteousness is those that do the law, and you say we're not under the law, that's contrary to the what the scriptures mean. Because even, this is in Romans, so you're going off Paul teaches, that's Timothy 2, so in uh, uh, Romans 7, and um, matter of fact, I'm not, I'm not even going to go to, uh, I'm going to go to Christ, everybody love Christ, I hope so, if you listen to the show. Hold on, 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 no, 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 wait a second, my brother, I'm not rushing you, take your... Time. You can stay on the whole show unless somebody else raised their hand. Let's take over. Let's go scripture by scripture. Don't run off on some other scripture. No. Let's go no. back to what you just oh, read. Okay. Romans, Romans, Romans 1 10. and what? Chapter Romans 10, what? verses 1. Romans 10, 1 through 5. Okay. Matthew, you I, rec- I, rec- I, rec- I recommend you read the whole chapter and the chapter you, before I, that. Actually, if you want to recommend that. Anybody that read Romans to read the whole thing to get the whole because basically it it's uh, incomplete. Brother, there is no way there is no way in the world, brother. I think this is brother God. No, what I mean by that. Yes, yes, sir. What I mean by that, but to get a complete understanding of the Romans, the book of Romans, you have to read the whole thing. Because you read brother God, listen, listen, listen. listen. The Bible says very clearly in Galatians three. 
Why put some on people that our forefathers could not do? Why did Christ, why did the Father say in the first place, your righteousness, that's people that's trying to keep the law. That's people that know about the Shabbat. That's people that kept the Shabbat better than you do. That's people that kept the feast days better than you do. That's people that know who they were. They weren't rafts and talking about the African-American. They know exactly who they were. They knew the Hebrew bloodline ran through their bodies. They was very familiar with Israel's culture. They're not like us, learning and flipping and scripting. One day we call them outside Israel, switching names every five years. They weren't like us. They knew the law. The Bible says to those people, your righteousness is as filthy rags. Why would you, in 2012, living in the heart of the beast in Babylon, the worst, the, the, the place, mother of all hearts, mother of all abominations, you probably, just by virtue of the fact that you've been born and raised in America, and me as well, and my family, and everybody listening call themselves Israelites, we're in the middle of this evil place called America. If I ask you about sexuality, or about food, about whatever, about social life, about economics, chances are you're going to answer like an American because that's all we know. Now, what makes you think after you're full of America, you're full, you're an American, that means you look at the Bible a certain way. I mean, even though you're learning, Brother Garvey, and everybody knows you're a smart man, but you are in the belly of this beast, and you're trying to tell me that you done found the law and you got a, a, a healthy, righteous channel to the law, and you think that you're going to supersede our forefathers who the Most High said, your righteousness is as filthy rags. You are making a big, gigantic mistake, my brother, in, most, in, in the most highest respect to you. You are taking our people backwards. Nobody can keep that law. It was given to us as a schoolmaster. Question, brother. Question. What, what scripture did it say that nobody kept the law? It said our forefathers. It said, like, I'm, I'm going to give you an example. Like they said, the Jews rejected Christ. No, some of the Jews, maybe most of the so-called Yahweh died rejected Christ, but not all. Because that's who he talked to. If he didn't talk to them, who was he talking to throughout the whole scripture? The Israelites. Pretty much everybody he was preaching to was the Israelites. Brother, or brother. That. So my point is this, brother. Just because it says something about some laws are done away with, some of this, you got to get the whole. That's why I say, I can say one scripture. That's what a Christian preacher on Sunday do. They take a little scripture and run with it, the gift of righteousness. You no, no, no. Hold, hold on. Okay, question. Hold on. Right. Well, I got one let me ask you a question. No, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. What do we do with the gift of righteousness? Since you can go and muster up your own righteousness and make the most high say, wow, Brother Gabriel, I am pleased with you. You've done something, Moses or Elijah. And all Since you can pull that off, let me ask you something, sir. And all the other of you that's listening to me that think you can get the most out of smile because you kept the Shabbat and you did not work on this day and you kept all the feast days which you halfway understand way. Okay, let's just say you please them. I want to ask you and everybody else listening to me on the sound of my voice, what then do you do with this gift of righteousness? Set it on the table? What do you do with it? Well, 
I'm gonna give you a, a precept. Christ said, "What no, I no, tell no. you in Answer my question, question, my brother." Okay, what I do with my righteousness? I spread my righteousness to the, my, my neighbors. My no, neighbors. no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm trying to figure it out. People listening, brother, God, not true. If nobody Brother, the law, brother, the law was brother, been done away with. They were not done brother, away with. Brother. The ordinances that was against us was done away with. That means okay. a homosexual. I'm asking, asking, I'm okay, asking you a question. I'm asking you a very simple question. Not fair that you start talking about you're going to spread it. I'm saying to you, in the way, in the, you, let's, get, let's, get everybody, let's get everybody on the same page. Brother Garvia, I think, I could be wrong, so let's make sure I'm not wrong. I think this brother is on my line, on our line, saying this. I can keep the law. I can keep the law in such a way that I'm justified by the law. Are you saying that, yes or no? You're not justified by the law. I didn't never say that. This is what you hold, on, hold 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 on. I hate when people say things I'm not even thinking or leading to, so that they're trying to put words in my mouth. I say what I mean, I mean what I say. When well, I hold say on a second. The law, hold, okay, how do you show love for the most high? What does the scripture hold on, say? Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on, Brother Garvey. Let me say this. I'm about to teach let me, somebody. Let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. Don't say you're going to teach me nothing. You don't, you don't, no, don't put yourself You keep telling people we don't have to keep the law. We can't keep the law. If you post it, the Bible says, if you love me, keep my commandments. What is that, the law too? Yes, they are. So if you love them all, yeah, you But do you know what his commandments are? Do you know what his commandments are? Hold on. Do you know what his commandments are? for us. The Bible says okay. it's not there. It's like they didn't have it. Well, you let me say this. Eric code eight one seven five zero five. Hold on, and we're gonna get to you. I, I see you eight one seven five zero five. We see you. Give me a minute. We'll get to you. Okay, brother Gabby, I got a question for you, and I apologize because I am cutting you off a little bit, but I'm only trying to get you to answer a particular question. Now, I want to know, and those listening want to know, because lots of people say what you're saying. So you're not by yourself, but I think a lot of y'all are wrong. But Okay, let me give you the mic. Let me give you the mic. Okay, let's go to Revelation. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. You say hold on, wrong. Hold on, I'm going to Christ now. You want to, hold I'm on, not going to. Hold on. Brother, if, you, if I can't say, I know I'm cutting you off a little bit, but I've got to be able to talk. Now, I'm going to, I want to make sure we are understanding what you're saying because a lot of you are saying this. You're saying you're implying that you can please the Most High with keeping the law. If you can't please Him, then it's a dumb. It, it, it's a, it's the conversation is me. I mean, so you need to be talking about it. If I want to talk. I want to talk to people that feel like they can please the Most High. Their righteousness can be accepted. This is what I'm looking for. Those people that can say, "Yes, I please the Most High." If you can't say that, you might as well hold on to the gift of righteousness like it's your last breath. Okay, let me go back to the phone line and try, try to get Brother Gabriel to please explain Because I'm going to let Brother Gabriel, you're going to have the mic. I'm not going to rush you. I'm going to let you comment more than once, okay? You're going to be able to stay on the line when this next call. I'm going to let them comment, and then I'm going to let them go. I'm going to let you stay on the line because I, I want you to know that I'm not trying to not hear you. But I want everybody to understand what you are saying, so I'm going to ask this question to you again. Brother Gabriel, people are listening to you. I'm asking you, do you feel like you can please the Most High to where he will accept your righteousness? 
first of all, if I had, I'm gonna answer the question to the best of my understanding of your question. I'm about to give you a, a prerequisite. From my understanding of your question, the only way I can please the most high through the knowledge I have obtained is to do what he laid out. And what to do what he laid out was three hundred something don'ts and two hundred and some do's and the ones that were done away with the sacrificial law. So question. If he laid things out, he said, Do this, don't do that. So it's like your mother or your father. To a point, yeah, they're going to love you or accept you, but to get all the benefits, you got to do certain things to, to make them happy. I understand that. You cannot make nobody happy just by me just cussing them out, disrespecting them. Still, you still, hold on, you're going into the ramifications if you do or don't. I'm not asking it. I'm asking you a simple question. When you do whatever they tell you, I'm asking you a question. Do you think that the laws in the Old Testament, I'm not talking about the laws in the New Testament. I'm talking about the laws in the Old Testament. Well, hold on, hold on. I I, I never said that I said we should keep what the Holy Spirit said. Now, the Holy Spirit could give you laws in the Old Testament. The Holy Spirit could give you laws in the New Testament. I just say follow the Holy Spirit. But when you start trying to go into that law and try to understand things on your own, trying to be justified on your own marriage, you can't. You can't. You just can't. I don't care if you keep them to the best you can. I mean, there's people that that make you look like you're a sinner that kept them so well, and the Bible says they're righteous with their filthy rags. Yes, Enoch was taken away. But but hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Yes, Enoch. Yes, Enoch. The Bible says it like this about Abraham. And call on coming to you. The Bible says it's about one man. Blessed is the man whom the Lord will not impute sin. I am with that bunch. He won't even impute it unto me. He won't even do it because of my faith, the faith that I have in the gift of righteousness. And guess what? He won't even impute it unto you. But you are saying, oh, yeah, yeah, and i got to do this and i got to do that. You don't understand grace, man. You don't understand grace. Hold on a second, and I'm going to come right back. I want to see what this other person has to say. Brother Gabriel, you got the show when this gentleman comes back. we got plenty of time. you got the mic. Just hold on one second. I don't want this person to hang up. Just one second. Erico, 817-507. Go ahead. You're on the air with your question and comment. Brother Seth. Yes. Do I get the same amount of time as Brother Godfrey? <laughs> Brother Gabriel. Uh, he's on the line. I'm, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave both lines open. I think this is Brother Gary, right? Yes, sir. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing yeah, great, man. Good to hear you. Good to hear you. Yeah, I was uh, listening to your conversation. Very interesting conversation. I think you said some things that a lot of us <clears throat> we hold those same sentiments, but a lot of uh, many are not bold and courageous enough to say. But it has to be addressed. Uh, one thing I can say, I think that the brother did never actually say that he felt that the law was necessary to obtain righteousness. I hope that by the, from what he read out of Romans, uh, the 10th chapter, that it's very clear that in any effort to keep the law, if you're going to be, if, you know, if, let's just say if you're keeping the law, it's very clear in the scriptures that if you're keeping the law for righteousness, you've missed the mark. Because the scripture is very clear what you said. It says Christ is the end of law for righteousness. That's the reason why I come also in Colossians. It says those ordinances that were against us have not been have now been nailed to the tree. 
So obviously anybody who is trying to keep the law in order to maintain righteousness, in order to be saved, in order for salvation, if that's your objective for keeping the law, you've missed the mark. And basically what you've done is that you've made Christ's uh, death in vain. So that's a clear point. But now let's deal with the issue of the law. I wanted to just bring in a couple of scriptures. I'm trying to get here to Hebrews chapter 10 <clears throat> because uh, I, I do uh, please to know that there are those that, uh, you know, that, that that the brothers definitely a New Testament believers in the, and he holds to the New Testament. Well, that's clear. I'll just read. I'll just start reading. Hebrews chapter ten one. For the law having the shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things can never with those sacrifices which they offer year by year continually make the comers thereon too perfect. For then would they not have ceased to be offered because they the worshippers once purged should have had no more consciousness of sin. For if those sacrifices is a remembrance again of sins every year. So as we go on, then it goes on to the passage here, and it says that the law is vanishing away. Well, now, you can't argue with Scripture. If it's passing away, it's passing away. It doesn't mean that it was all that, that, that the law was totally eradicated through the birth, burial, and resurrection of Christ, but it's clear that it's passing away. And I think if we go to Galatians, then we find out, because uh, no matter of fact, you know, we go to Galatians, and you talked about the taskmaster, uh, a schoolmaster. Well, it clearly says that if your child, if you're underage, if you're not at the age of accountability, then you need a, a schoolmaster. And it means that you have guardians over you until you reach the age of accountability and maturity. Well, if you look at the, if you read the whole book of Galatians, it's real clear. What's the line of demarcation between immaturity and maturity? Is that now you've come into Christ. You understand grace. And that now you no rely you no you no longer rely upon that which is vanishing away, because it clearly says in Romans eight and two, it says for the law of life, of the law of spirit of life in Christ, has set me free from the law of sin and death. What well, was the law of sin and death? That was the law that was given to Moses. Why was that law given? Because of transgression. And what is and what is transgression? I mean, I mean, what is sin? Transgression of the law. What are the wages of sin? The wages of sin is death. That's clearly right there. That's why we had all those blood sacrifices. That's the law of sin and death. That is over with. So in attempt to anybody attempt to make add righteousness or obtain righteousness through keeping the law, but yet you say that you believe in the atonement of Christ, then basically no, what you've done you're not. What you're doing is you're trying to re crucify Christ again. And if you and if you're trying to keep the law in order to obtain righteousness, then you've made his death of none effect. Well, let me ask you something, Brother Gary. Uh, yes, sir. This brother, uh, Brother Gabriel, your line is open. Go ahead if you want to and comment on that. And, Brother Gary, you can stay on the line as well. I really need to get, hey, brother, what is your spiritual background? You're a Christian all your life, so when you say the law of sin and death. Do you know what the law of sin and death are? I need that understanding right now. Well, first of all, first of all, no, I'm going to I'm going to back it. I'm going to tell you what it is. You know what, well, brother, 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 no, Seth, Seth, that's okay, brother, well, then go ahead and, and please give me what you perceive to be the law of sin and death. It's not the it's understanding, with all your getting, get understanding. No, 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 you don't need to do, wait, wait, okay, wait, first of all, you know what, first of all, okay, all you need to do, all you need to do, all you need to do is give me a scripture and expound on that scripture, but you don't need to tell me about all the other stuff, because... Oh, you're right, like you're right, you're right, I'm going to read the law, the law of sin and death real fast for you. You don't know, okay. you, because you, because, I guess, you, when people, I'm sorry, let me read it. 
Leviticus 20 and 13. Matter of fact, I'm going to show you the law of sin. If a man also laughs also with mankind as he laughs with the woman, both of them have a committed abomination. That's the law. They shall surely be put to death. That's law of sin and death. Their blood shall be put upon them, brother. That's okay, now, now, sir, now, now, sir, I mean, I sir. No, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, sir. Now, can we take no, this? Can we, no, wait a minute. Ahead, sir, you just ahead, said, sir, sir, please, you just said line upon line, precept upon precept. Now, you just right. put a line. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You just quoted a scripture, and you quoted that scripture from your perspective and what's your Not understanding of it. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm right. You ready? Wait, 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 but please, please, I'm going to let you talk. I just want to say that what you just read, when you say that's the law of sin and death, you have to understand that what that is is just one statue of the whole law of sin and death. That's why, come whenever you break it, the consequence is death. And if you want, don't want death, you have to you have to provide a sacrifice. That's the law of sin and death. The law you just read, the law you just read was the law given to Moses. Go ahead. Go ahead. Was every law worthy of death? No, since every law was not worthy of death, then we say blot out the orders that was against us. How can you repent? How can you come under grace if you're killed when you break the law? Like, no, no, like, no, that's my like, whole point. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm finished, please. Please, please. I'm going to answer your Mary, question the, if you let me. The Mary, the, I mean, not the Mary, the, 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 the harlot that slept with the men, she was supposed to be stoned, but she was not under, since Christ said, all right, that's a whole different, I can't even use that right now, but basically, law, sin, and death is simply this. There were laws worthy of death. If you read those scriptures instead of picking around, boo, 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 I believe I want to believe this. No, believe it all. So why do they want to well, put Christ to death? Because he passed. Well, my point is, sir, you can't. But, sir, let me, let me but, sir, you can't. You can't. You can't. Okay, but, okay, okay. Can I just interject something real quick? Go ahead, man. Can I interject something? You can't confuse the two covenants. What took place? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'll let you. Can I talk, please? Can I finish? Can I get my point out? Let me make my point, and then I'll be quiet and let you make yours. Because when you said when when you said about what happened in, in the New Testament, you can't cause remember, especially after Christ has been crucified and now He's been resurrected. Okay, well now we're in the New Testament. We're under no a new covenant. So definitely, you cannot sure. be making reference. You can't confuse that with the old covenant, which came under what under that law that was given to Moses. Now. You said about that the very the very script you just read was taken from the very law of Moses. Okay, so how right. you I'm going to no testament the, the, the precept there. You say I got a precept. You're right. Romans one verse twenty. Now, I'm going to skip to thirty-two. Knowing the judgment of the Most High that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do. So my point is this: in Question: What did any of the prophets or Christ read about her? The Tanakh and the Torah, every last one of them. So everything Paul spoke of was from the Tanakh and the Torah. So right, that was the only thing that was had, existing at the time. Like the New Covenant, do you know where it was started at? Read Jeremiah chapter thirty-one. There was no such thing as no New Covenant. It was a new understanding of the old. Because like, man, look at this here. You got a Christian. <laughs> Bill goggles on right now, brother. No, no, sir, my, brother, my brother. My brother. My brother. No, sir, 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 sir
first of all, when you make a statement like that because of the fact that you associate me with Christian and you're being condescending. And first of all, hey. I think it's being – no, wait a minute. Let me make – because I was very quiet. I listened to you very respectfully, so please let me speak. You just quoted a scripture, and you said that there is no new covenant. Well, first of all, if you're going to hold to the New Testament, hold to all of it. And let me give you the very words of the Messiah. He said – wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. When he broke bread with them, when he broke bread with them, this is what he said. Let me make this last point, please. Let me make this last point. When he broke bread with them, on the night before he's offered up, he said, this is the blood of the new covenant. And then you come back and you hear the apostles talks about, and he said, this is the new covenant that was ratified through the blood of Christ. And if we don't have a new covenant, why do we call the New Testament the New Testament? Because testament is nothing other than a synonym for the word covenant. So if we don't have a new covenant, why do we call it the New Testament? And why did Christ say that this is my blood in the New Testament, written in my blood, the new covenant? And then why did Paul come back and say that we have been all been made ministers, that we are ministers of the new covenant, ratified through the blood of Christ? That's the scripture, my brother. I don't care about you. I said it wrong. I said it wrong. I'm sorry. I said it wrong. I, it brother, I said it wrong. I said it wrong. I Brother Gabriel, we got another person that want to chime in. I'm going to do something very tricky and dangerous. I'm going to leave your line open. I'm going to leave Brother Gary line open. And now y'all going to have to, what I'm going to do is when I say, hold on, I mean, hold on. Otherwise, I can just meet you. So let me open up this line. i got one brother. He's really been trying to get in here. Uh, Erico, well, Brother Nashama. I'll let you pronounce your name. Go ahead, my mm-hmm. brother. Nashama, yeah. Hey, bro, I think it's about that time. Uh, hey, I know who this is. Cool. But let's go and lay it, lay it out like it is. Let's go and tell it like it is. Let's stop playing with this, playing these games of circumlocution, Okay. I heard people talking about that, about whether there is or is not a new covenant. Let's be real about it. The Hebrew word kaddish. The Hebrew word kaddish relates the idea not in terms of a new covenant, but a remembrance, a restoration, a refreshing, a making like new. In other words, a covenant that is restored to its initial form without any of the pollutions or perversions of man. If you look at Jeremiah 30, 10 through 11, uh, through and then look at 31, 31 through 36, Jeremiah 32, 31. What we find is something that is also related in Jeremiah. Well, I'll put it like this: is related also in Hebrews 7 through 10th chapter. It talks about the way to restore a covenant is to eradicate whatever breaks it. The way you restore a covenant is you you remove whatever misadministrations of man after a carnal mind have corrupted men's perception of Yah. Misperceptions of Yah as one. In other words, if you look at Israel 2,000 years ago, we look at Pharisees, Sadducees, Zealots, Essenes. We see all the influences, and for that matter, of a priesthood. Let's be real about it. 40 years before Messiah's birth, Rome came in and killed off all the priests. And now later on, you have a priesthood saying they have no king but Caesar. Well, guess what? How can you restore a kingdom to, to Yah who is one after a multitude of hypocritical, compromised, promiscuous, priesthoods that won't accept that the Most High has a promise to be true to his own name. Okay. Okay, so you've given us a lot of philosophy. Can you give me a scripture somewhere? So let me go on and relate a little point real quick. I said Jeremiah 30, 10 through 11, right? Look at what mm-hmm. the scripture says. It says that the Most High will make a full end of all nations wherever Israel has been scattered. How about led astray? How about scattered brain? 
What does that have to do with the New Testament, the New Covenant? Oh, it has a whole lot to do with it. What does the covenant scripture say in Jeremiah 31, 31 36? It talks about, they put down the word new in the King James Version, but it really means this. Understand, Israel has forgotten the covenant scattered among the nations. No, 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 no. You misrepresented the Bible. You said they put down the word covenant. No, what they should have put is, they put down the word testament. They should have put covenant. And if you go to it and you're okay. taking a Hebrew word, no, you're taking a Hebrew word and you're applying it to a Greek, a Greek text. And you do not get the same meaning. You cannot. Uh, you cannot interpret. You cannot interpret the New Testament hard. the same way you interpret the Old Testament because you got two different languages, sir. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let's not be ridiculous. Uh, uh, let's not be ridiculous. Let's get down to foundations. Whatever they wrote using, as someone say, the Greek. I actually know it's actually Aramaic. In a whole lot of places, we're talking about a New Testament written in Greek. But let's go and be for real about this. If they wrote these concepts, having to do the best they could with Greek words, you've got to definitely continue to remember the fact that these people spoke out of a Hebrew mindset, an Eastern monotheist mindset. In other words, what I'm saying to you is this. Give, I'll give you a real strong thing to consider. That a lot of us who call ourselves white not take how many of us realize that in so many cases, the ancient words that Eastern monotheist Hebrew mind had, ancient words that they had that related context of absolution, knowing that all confusion would come to an end, the Greeks and Western polytheist mind took those same words and made them words to preserve constant confusion. I will give you an example. The word, ancient word, so what you're saying is we should throw out the New Testament. What you're saying is we should throw out the New Testament because it's well, written in Greek and Aramaic. And if you're saying and if you're saying that that if that's the case, and I'm very familiar with the era and the time. As a matter of fact, the scripture is written in Koine Greek. It's not even the conversational Greek in which they use. Okay, they okay. they spoke in Hellenized. Wait a minute, they spoke in Hellenized Greek. So I'm very familiar with the language barriers and the language changes. Okay. I think that what you're doing is instead of giving a scripture, you're giving us Hold a bunch on. of philosophy and it's confusing Hold the on. issue. That's not philosophy. Give, me some, give us some. Okay, hey, go to the New Testament. I'm give us some. I'm talking about facts here now. I'm not talking about facts here now. I think there's another thing you're missing. Okay, let me see if I can relate a point to you. Okay, which one of these two statements makes more sense to you? It's easy for a camel to go to, to the eye to go through the eye of a needle uh, or to say it's easy for a rope to get to the eye of a needle. Which one seems to make more sense to you? A camel or a rope? Nice. It's point A Greek we're talking about in the New Testament. N n neither would make sense from my Western perspective, but sir, let's get back to the point. Well, We're talking about the new covenant, about and now you and now you've gotten us off. You've gotten us off on answering on answering parables. Let's I'm get back to the issue of the new covenant, you, and let's get some and let's get some scriptures. It is an let's get, get some scriptures because I got plenty of them here. I got plenty of them here to verify the point that we are in the new covenant. So all I'm asking you to do, you talk for about ten minutes, and you just provide one scripture that says we're not in a new covenant. That he broke all his old promises that you might believe in him? Is that what you're saying? Hold on. The way you restore a covenant, you get rid of the corruptions. I'll give you an example. When the scripture says the change in the law has to do with the priesthood, the scripture says because the priesthood became corrupt, there's a need to, for a change in terms of what we recognize as an authority. No, no, no. It says a change in require and a change in a law, a law requires a change in the priesthood. In Hebrews, it didn't say because the, the, it was corrupt. It says a change in law requires a change in priesthood, and that's why I come to Christ. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Hold on. In, yes, in, in all due respect, my brother, you have come on. I'm listening to you. And we're just looking for Bible versus exchange. I know that there's a history behind the verses, and you have to go into it a little bit. I know. Unfortunately, this is not a setting where we're just going to take let you take an hour to explain three scriptures. We're just saying we got lots of scriptures that says that you cannot be justified on the Old Testament law in and of it by itself. And we're asking you to present scriptures. And I know I know what you're saying. You're saying, hell, but wait a minute. you got to understand this. But there are so many scriptures that's, that's saying different to what you're saying. So this brother is trying to go with you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The brothers, him and I, Brother Gary and I, is trying to follow you because you, you sound like an intelligent brother. And we know you got some scriptures. We just want to hear the scripture. We don't want to hear too much, uh, uh, you know, of the history because uh, that's all political. If some people can come on just like you're doing and explain away what you're saying. Let's go to the scriptures. No, 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 no. Sir, at this point, I want you to come to the scriptures. Sir, if you explain something, allow me to do it. Will you please? If you want me to, I'm offering you something from on high, whether you realize it or not. You're entertaining. (laughs) You don't realize what you're entertaining here. No, you don't realize what you're entertaining here. What I need... What I need, because I don't know you. I don't know your life. So, hold on, hold on. I may be talking to an angel from Ohio, but the Bible even says if somebody comes to you for a different doctrine, you know what you know what that says. So I'm saying to you, yeah, well, hold scripture. Give us scripture. We got we got we got Romans one. We got Romans ten. We got the whole book of Romans. We got the whole book of Ephesus. We got First Timothy. There's so many scriptures that's telling us you cannot be justified by the law in number seven. That the Holy Not Spirit is going to justified by the law of the flesh. Anytime those scriptures talk about law, let me ask you a question. If you got a uh, an illiterate people. Who do they call the law but the administrators? In other words, just like you look at the police and people call them the law, or they look at lawyers and they call them the law, does that mean that they're administering divine law? Understand, there is a difference between the law of the Creator revealed by His Spirit unto or true recognition of His conscience. In other words, getting point, I'm, I understand my point, more than just reading. Brother, God, brother, I'm going to have to put you on hold. I don't mean no harm. I hardly ever do what I just did. But Brother Gabriel obviously knows you. Now, even Brother Gabriel exchanged scriptures. He'll say this scripture, that scripture, this scripture, that scripture. He's constantly flipping. You're doing a whole lot of talking, trying to educate us about history. And what you don't understand, we can do the exact same thing that you're doing. Brother Gary can go toe for toe for what you're saying. So you can't use that premise, you've got to go to the scriptures, and and, and, and line upon line, precept upon precept, we can flip here, yeah, we yeah, can flip yeah. there, you know, that's what we can do, but we can't allow you to just go on talking about everything other than the books, the 66 books, you've got to go there, or even give us some of the some, uh, scriptures from the from the, uh, uh, the, the hidden book, the apocryphal, right, something, I'm going to bring you back on the line, but brother, you're going to have to spit some scriptures out, i got to move on. Hey, brother, say <laughs> Brother Seth. Go ahead, brother Gary. Go ahead. Brother Seth, let me let me let me do this. Let me do this uh real quick. And I don't mean to run in and run out, but I am gonna have to go get food here in a minute. But let me say this up. I just want to just real three quick brief scriptures. And I I understand the brother's point. I understand both brothers' point. And I believe 
from being in these discussions in new time upon time upon time. I think really the the misunderstanding and I think that maybe people could see it from a different angle is this issue of the new covenant. Because most people who hold to the law and believe that the law has not vanished away or the law has not passed away or that the law uh, that, that most of them believe that we're not in a new covenant. But I just want to read three scriptures, and then I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to listen as much as I can before I have to leave. I've really enjoyed the show, but let me just read these three scriptures here. First, I want to just, when he talks about the language, I'm going to read Matthew 26 and 28. And it says, for this is the blood of the New Testament, which is for the shedding, which, which is shed for the remissions of sins. Now, before I move on to the next scripture, let me just go here. The word testament in this particular emphasis and that's what I want to do. Let me just read this real quick. What the word testament is saying, the, the, the Greek, it is a Greek word, and it means a will, a contract, a covenant. Now, script, now clearly, uh, a will cannot be activated. A will does not come into an effect until there's been a death. Well, we know there's been a death in this case. So I'll go on to the next scripture. Luke 22, 20. Likewise, also the cup after supper, saying, this is the cup of the New Testament or the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. Uh, 1 Corinthians 11, 25. After the same manner as he took the cup when he supped it, saying, this is the cup of the New Testament, new covenant in my blood, this do as you often do remembrance of me. 2 Corinthians 3 and 6. We are also, this is Paul speaking, who also have made us able ministers of the new covenant, who has made us able ministers, Yahweh, Yahweh, okay, has made us able ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, which is what we're discussing, but of the spirit, for the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth light. 2 Corinthians 3.14, but their minds were blinded, for until this day remaineth the same veil, untaken away in the reading of the old covenant, which veil is done away in Christ. I could go on. I got about seven more, but I'm not going to be late with the I, I got about 50 more. I got about 50. Go ahead, my brother. But, uh, but can I do some violations for you? Please. Brother, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, no but I'm, I'm just saying, but go ahead. Go with Galatians because Galatians only confirms the point. What scripture you want to go well, into Galatians? Well, Galatians, most have not even begun to learn Galatians. And I had to say 99999 Proves today, Galatians. Okay, so you're breaking up. Your, your line is breaking up. You're breaking up. Obviously, don't really understand Galatians. No, 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 no. Don't tell who all know it. Don't tell who know it. You wasting time, brother. Just share the scripture. Let me go and say something to you. Remember the scripture that says, "If righteousness comes by means of the law, the Messiah came and died in vain." What those scriptures actually mean is that righteousness came by means of the administrators, the, the corrupt administrators that become the priests in their vision. Messiah came and gave his life that men might receive a comforter under a pure and perfect descending. He didn't come for that purpose. In other words, we understand he didn't come for there to be a perpetuation of confusion. He didn't come for there to be a perpetuation of doubt. He didn't come for there to be continual contentions and debate. In other words, Messiah came to declare an absolute standard of light. Yah so loved God and gave it light. Okay, here's my point. Most people don't understand. When the scriptures talk about the mediators not always being mediators unto one, but Yah is one, it's saying that the promise is not according to a multitude of, multitude of, multitude of divisions or different doctrines that's taught by men, seeds or doctrines and teachings. Because because Yah is 
the mediators are not true to Yah is one. Yah is one. What it's saying is this, that faith is restored when you get rid of all the debate and doubt that comes through a multiple representative presentation. I can't word does not always relate to divine law. People who have hard times are... Brother, 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 listen. I got Hold on. Hold on. Let me just say this. Brother, I think what he don't understand is he keeps trying to tell us what this scripture means. We don't need you to do that. We need you to give us scripture. We got the spirit, too. We don't want you telling us what it means. Nobody asks you to explain what the scripture means. Just share the scripture. Let the scripture talk. Let the Bible talk. That's what I've tried to do. That's what I think Brother Gary tried to do. Of course, he kind of, we were commenting a little, but you're commenting a lot and giving very few scriptures. I, I don't, I, Brother, please, I'm, I'm letting you talk. So I'm, I don't mean to put you on hold like this. I don't like doing this. Brother Gabriel, no, I'll let him talk the whole show with me. But I don't like what you're doing. We're not children. You're not talking to ignorant people. Just give us scripture, because I don't think you've got a whole lot of scriptures that can back up what you're saying. If you start reading the scriptures, like Brother Gary was doing, it's not going to say what you're saying. I'm going to take y'all home. Brother, you want to say something? Brother, brother Seth, Brother Seth, Brother Seth, if I will, can I get this last scripture before we go, before I go here? The scripture, well, he, 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 he called Galatians. He, called, he, he asked for Galatians. I just wanted to read this one in Galatians, and then that's it, because really I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually get off the line and listen to you as I prepare before I leave out of here. And, and the scripture is Galatians 2.15. And, and so a lot of people, want, when they read Galatians, they want to say, this is not speaking to Jews. Well, let's just read. Galatians 2.15. We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Yahweh Shad HaMashiach, or Jesus the Christ, even we have believed in him that we might be justified by faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. But read that again. 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 Just by the say it again. Yeah. And, by then, the works and, of the law, and, and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. But no if, flesh. Right. But take this. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ. We ourselves are also found sinners. Is therefore Christ the minister of sin? No. Elohim or God forbid. For if we build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I through the law am dead to the law, that I might live unto God our Elohim. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And this is the last verse in this chapter, Galatians 2.21. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness came by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. I want to listen to you, my, brother. My, 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 thank you, my, my, my goodness. <laughs> My, my, my. That was one, that, one more time, that last scripture, please. It says, it, Galatians 2.21, I do not frustrate the grace of God or Elohim, for if righteousness came by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. And my only person, and go ahead, but I'm going to listen to you. I accept I've enjoyed the show, man. Good, good show. All right. Well, that was right. Brother Gary. I'm, I'm, I'm glad he stopped by, and I, I didn't mean to put the brother on, on hold like that. Just please know that. You know, I'll let you talk. It's 108. You can talk from now to 130 as long as you exchange the scriptures. I do not want you to tell me what the scriptures say per se. 
I want this, you to point out the scriptures. If what you're saying is true, my brother, there is enough scriptures to back, back up what you're saying. But if you have to do a whole lot of explaining, red flags go up in my mind and should go up in everybody's mind. When you hear somebody constantly explain, 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 there is so much truth. I know so many scriptures that say what I'm saying. Brother Gary just shared a few, and I know, know those scriptures. I've been in this thing since 1979, man. You're not talking to no child. And I don't just, I really ask that you simply would just give us scriptures. You know, let's go here and, and read the scripture and be quiet. Go to another scripture. Read the scripture and be quiet. I don't want to hear from you, my brother. I just don't. Let the Holy Spirit illuminate the scriptures. You're not my illuminator. And you can be condescending all you want. That's rolling off me like, that's rolling off me like water on the duck's back. I don't get it. You're not intimidating me whatsoever. That brother you just got through hearing from is, was a part of one of my Bible studies. That brother you just got through hearing from was one of the brothers I went to, you know, uh, and we had a very powerful Bible study. So we're not intimidated by you. You just have no idea how long we've been doing this. This is not something new. We ain't new to this. We've been doing this for over 20, I've been doing it over 20 years. And brother, you know, Gary, you know, he, you know, I, I was one of the ones who helped him to see the light about us being Israelite. We had a very powerful, uh, you know, we've turned on people all over the Internet. So you're not talking to no immatures. Please, again, share with me scriptures. That's all I want to hear. Otherwise, we've got to move on. Okay, your your phone line is open now. Hello? Your phone line is open now. Well, I mean, you say what you say, but I count you quite immature in all your reasoning. That's just a matter of fact. I have to tell you that. If I didn't love you, I, would, I wouldn't I say need, anything. I need scripture. All I'm asking for you is scripture. I have a statement for you. You ever read Isaiah 40, 41, 20 through 42, 4 closely? If you if you want to read that now, we can read it now. But I don't want to hear your interpretation of Isaiah 41. Yeah, well, you, well, can I tell you something? If you don't hear my interpretation of it, you won't understand it, apparently, because you don't have the spiritual gumption. Okay, well, let me say this, sir. You don't know me. You don't know what spiritual gumption I have, okay? I have heard enough of you to realize you are a very immature and very weak spirit. Thus says the Most High. Well, you well, don't realize how idiotic and small. Okay, you don't realize I got a hold button, and when I press it, I don't hear nothing you say. Let me say this to you, sir. Hello? Even if, even if I was, hold on a second. Hold on a second, Brother Gabriel. This is your friend. Hold on. Let me say this. Even if I was ignorant, that would not be the way to do it. This is what you do to somebody that's ignorant. If they want scripture, you give them what they want because you should have so much ammunition. You should have scriptures rolling off. But you didn't have nothing to say to Brother Gary. You have nothing to say to me. You come on. You sound very interesting. You, you use all these articulations. This is how people get over on folks. They get away from the scripture. They start philosophizing. Next thing you know, you start following them. I'm not interested in following you. You don't impress me until you start showing scripture. Now, Brother Gabriel and I vehemently disagree. Sometimes you hang up, and I'm... You know, I feel like, you know, we, we get at it. But one thing I have to get is, brother, he is showing a lot of scriptures. Brother God, we're going to be telling you, turn here, turn there. We just don't agree with what it say. But you coming on like you're some, you know, prophet or some, man, you have no idea who you're talking to. We eat people like you up every day who have real PhDs. I've been to 24 countries meeting people just like you, and we eat them up and spit them out every day with their long vocabulary self. Because at the end of the day, it's not about your vocabulary. It's about the scriptures. 
It's about the scriptures. We turn, you should be able to say, turn here, turn there, turn here, turn there. And you should say in the back of your mind, if I was ignorant, well, he's a little ignorant, and I can't go into the history of it. So let me let me just share this scripture. This will show the light. And let's, let me give him a turn over here. And this, this will show him, maybe he can see it from seeing this scripture. But if you're saying all these scriptures we got, we misinterpret them. All these scriptures we got, we, we, we got it wrong. The Bible even talks about in Romans 7 how when a woman, her husband is alive, she's a... She's bound by the law But when her husband is dead She's no longer bound by the law And it goes on to say So are we We're no longer bound by the law You have to explain All that way All of Galatians 5 All of Galatians 6 You know you got to explain Romans I mean, I mean not Galatians I meant, I meant to say Well Galatians 3 too But I mean Romans 5 Romans 3 There's so many scriptures That say You're the one lacking Brother God Go ahead with your question or comment Well, I don't know uh, the brother Ed, Ed uh personally, but the brother strong. He may not bring straight scriptures, but he is sound in understanding his knowledge. So I will verify that. Second, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you say that statement, Secondly, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's analyze what you just did. Now, what you're telling everybody is, I vouch he's strong. Now, people are listening to you, and some of them may really trust you. Now, what that means is the next time, let's say I'll open up the line, if, if I even do it tonight, I, I probably will. That means when I open up the line, he can continue to just going all around this world instead of giving the word. Listen, the word, we don't need anybody. Like he said, you, don't, you won't understand it. You won't understand it. You don't tell people that. The Holy Spirit is the one that illuminates the truth, not nobody sounding all poetic. We don't need it. I'm totally unimpressed by him. He has no idea. He's dropped like three ranks under you, and I don't agree with you. I'm saying he 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 really thinks to me and Brother Gary. I mean, we'll talk after this show is over with tomorrow sometime, and I know what Brother Gary will say, man, I hear that all the time on Facebook. People come in, they got all this stuff they want to explain, and check this out. Some of what he's saying is true. We know it. He thinks we don't know it. Some of what the brother saying is true. Uh, you, Brother Gary, can do the same thing. We can talk about scriptures and interpretations and cultures back then and all that. And, and, and Brother Gary, you know, this brother went to college, and he have a more edge on history than I do. But this is where I, if, I, if I'm ignorant and I don't know all the history that brother's going into, again, I guarantee you I got 50 scriptures that say what I'm saying. And it's going to say it to where you don't need no uh, uh, gigantic 300 dictionaries to see it. Like I just said, a woman, when, when she's alive, with the, well, when her husband is alive, she's bound by the law. When her husband is dead, she's free from law. And the scriptures go and say that that's how we are. How clear can you get it? The Bible says the law is for the lawless. How clear can you get it? I mean, there's scriptures over and over and over. I've been talking about this forever. How clear can you get it? All this way of trying to explain, explain, explain. No, he's not sharp to me. So you say sharp, I say he's immature. Go ahead, my brother. We can be little kids get to a pissing battle, or we can be like men and present the facts as best as we can. The Bible says, do prophesy to the best of your ability, the most I give it, so he glorified in all things. My point was, I'm not saying he's strong on, he know everything, because I could go, basically, I'm going to say like, Yah, Yah's the moon God. So saying that, I could go there. I'm, I'm saying like, talk. Well, he on, brother. Please. 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 
But I'm not even going to go into all that. My point, I was going to present, I want to read the scripture for the book Gary got off. Christ out of his mouth. Everybody always talking about the law done it. Christ did the law away with. Matthew 5 and 17, that's the sermon in the Nobody mouth. Nobody said the law. Listen, Christ no, is still the law. He, not, he's, if we're not Christ, under the law, Christ the law is done away with for the righteous. Listen, I just read listen my brother. Listen, my brother. Listen, my brother. I'm not, I'm not going to let you do Brother Gary like that. And I, and I want you to finish, Brother Gary. I ain't doing nobody this. like nothing. I'm about to read the scripture. But I know the brother. Came we out don't, of Christ's we, mouth. we so don't believe that the law. Hold on. Listen. Quit saying that, man. Quit saying that. Quit saying that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Quit saying we say the law is done away with. We believe, and I'm speaking for Brother Gary. Listen, I know he's in the same Bible study. We believe, Brother Gabriel, that there's more laws than even what y'all are talking about. So we can't believe it's done away with. We believe you're not supposed to steal. We believe you're not supposed to kill. So what we believe is actually encompassing everything y'all saying and more. We just saying, we just saying, we just saying, we just saying. The doubts are not murder, because the Bible also instructs to kill is a kind of killing. See, see what so, I mean? See what I mean? Not just saying, I'm getting killed, murder. Matt, Matt, can I read the scripture I wanted to read for like 30, 40 minutes? Go ahead, man. Hello? Go ahead, go ahead. Matthew 5 and 17. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not to come. To destroy but to fulfill. 18, for very I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shut, and no wise pass from the law, till all yeah. be fulfilled. Let me read it again. Till all be fulfilled. Let me read 19. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments, like having a beard, cutting your hair bald, shall and teach men, so he shall be called the least in the kingdom, meaning you are... Okay, now you saying well, what we say. Whoever shall do Hold to on. teach them the things shall be called great in the kingdom of the Most High. So brother, straight, brother Gabriel, down. Brother Gabriel. Brother, go ahead, man. Brother Gabriel, you saying what well, we saying? That's our scripture. You can't read that. We said that, that, listen, listen, that, listen. You're right. When that's I say our scriptures, when I say our scriptures, what are you talking about? What, what, what I'm saying when I say it's our scripture, I mean. The brother Gary and I—that's what we was just trying to articulate to you. When we say, when the Bible says that the, the law is a schoolmaster, it's not just saying that. You just can't ignore that scripture. Schoolmaster wow. means not the very thing. It's something to. It's it, 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 oh my goodness, and you know what I'm beginning to think, and, and I don't want to sound condescending like your friend, but I just think a lot of people don't have the Holy Spirit. And I'm not trying to say I got the Holy Spirit and I know so much better than you. There's a lot of things you talked about that I never knew. Lots of times you share stuff on this show that I didn't know. Your friend, he shared some things that, you know, that maybe we wasn't, didn't ever hear of. But when you got over, and I bet you I can find at least, I'm going to put a number, I know I can find at least 65 scriptures that clearly say that we are not under the law. But that don't mean we done away with. You can't do away with the... Listen, 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 list
or what you say in English, the law. So by that definition, if I'm following the order and giving honors, double honors to Christ and following his father's voice, yes. Other than that, if I don't follow his voice, whereas I break willingly sin, so let me ask you a question. What's sin? No, 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 no,
unless you keep well, the law. Listen, 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 listen. Read that scripture for chapter listen, listen, my brother. Listen, listen. Stop making blanket I think statements. Okay. That's, that's foolish. The Bible, the Bible talks about the Bible talks no, about the No, You got to understand it, but I ain't trying to insult you. The Bible talks about the Bible. The Bible talks about the gifts of righteousness. The gift of righteousness. Okay? Uh, I've already given you scriptures. The Bible talks about the gift of righteousness so many times it ain't funny. So here's some questions I got you. I got three questions for you. Number one is, when you go to the Most High, what makes you feel like you're good enough to go to the Most High? Because you've been keeping some laws or are you because of the gift of righteousness? Or is it something else? Please answer that particular question. Well, like I asked, I'm going to answer in the, the same, give you the same answer in a different, I guess, clearer way. When you're following the laws, that shows two things, that you're following the example Christ left us and you're following the commandments of the Most High. So he said, and so I'm going to read it. I, you can't if you don't want to hear. You're not understanding. You're not understanding. I'm not. I'm not well, asking I mean, you something to read. I'm saying I'm like not that. Asking, I know you're not asking look, for no scripture. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I will tell you, in, in, brother, 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 brother. Now listen. Now come on, man. This is what I mean by we just can't be honest with one another. I'm asking him a simple question. When you go before the Most High, do you go before him and feel like, well, I've been doing all this, and he gonna accept me, or? Do you go before him saying, my righteousness is this filthy rags. I'm going on to him on behalf of what Christ did? That's an easy question. There's, you don't have to tell me. I'm asking you, which way did you go? Because we already know what the scriptures say. I want to know, do you go with the gifts of righteousness, which is in the Bible, or do you go, you know, on your own righteousness, which is in the Bible? This is not no time to look at what the Bible says. No, this is a time I want to know how do you approach the Most High based upon Scripture. Which Scripture do you choose? Which rock do you choose? That's a pretty clear question, y'all. I know. Let's try it again. Brother Garvey, which way do you approach the Most High? Uh, see, I approach him. See, I'm not about to, you're not about to leave my answer. It's basically you want me to say, through Christ, uh, yeah, like I said, through Christ. But to get Christ's blood shed upon you, what do you have to do then? But I'm going to ask you that. I'm going to say through Christ for you, but how do I get Christ in my life? What do I have to do for, to show myself see, approved unto the most? Everybody listen. 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 You about to give okay, me hold on. You ask, hold on. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. I done tried. I done tried. I tried. I did this four times. People listening. One person hung up. I know why they hung up. Brother. This is what I'm talking about, folks. When y'all get these Israelites and you ask them point blank, how do you approach the Most High? They're not going to say through Christ what Christ did to finish work of Christ, his righteousness. When I go before the Most High, my righteousness is as filthy rags. Now, do I do the things Brother Godfrey else said, you know, do this, do these laws, whatever the Holy Spirit is telling me, I better be doing them. And that's to keep sin out of my life so I won't reap the bad harvest and all this stuff won't come back up on me. I won't damn... And that's so I can even hear the voice of the Most High. So he's right. You better be keeping these concepts. But which laws do you keep? The Holy Spirit, whatever he reveals to you, you better be doing it. But if you are going to the Most High based upon your own righteousness, 
You're going to your, your own righteousness is filthy rags. And no no Israelite nowhere is going to say, I'm going to the most high based upon my righteousness. They ain't going to say it because they know we're going to tear them up with Scripture. And nobody never said we're not, we don't keep the law. We, of course we keep the law. But we don't keep the law that they think of. We keep a superior law. The Bible says when you love your neighbor, and you love the Most High with all your heart, soul, mind, and body. If you love it that much, you're going to be, if you love a thing, you're going to be attached to it. You're going to already have this law wrote in your heart because you truly, truly, truly love the Most High. You're not a religious sinner. You're truly walking with him. Those people, they don't really need the law, like, written down because it's written in their hearts. They know him. That's where we get the scripture from the law is for the lawless. Now, if I ask Brother Gabriel, what does that mean? None of them have a reason. Brother Gary and I have been doing this for years, many, many years. Nobody have a reason. They want to look over scriptures like the law of the schoolmaster. They want to say, well, let's go about the whole Bible. Let's go to the line of all night, preach upon preach But when you really listen to them, they're not going on every scripture. They skip scriptures. You can read it to them. They'll go, well, yeah, okay, let me show you another one. Let me show you. No. I want every scripture they got, and I want every scripture I got. I go by the whole thing, and the Bible does not support nobody using their own righteousness. And that law, again, when the Bible says the law is for the lawless, and you ask these Israelites that, they don't know what to say. If they ever go on a talk show with one of these white ministers that they hate, a lot of them, not saying Brother Garvey, but a lot of other people, a lot hate a lot of these white men. These people would tear them up. Would tear them up. And they they call themselves to be scholars. They don't believe in the filling of the spirit. A lot of them don't believe in tongues. They don't believe in the gifts of the spirit. And they sit here and argue about stuff like this. And this is what I'm saying that I'm just tired of, and it's just taking us backwards. You know, you got a brother come on. I'm trying in my best to ask him for scriptures, even if he's right and we're immature. Let's just say the brother is right. We are, he's way above us. Philosophers, great philosophers, know how to talk on different levels to people. You just don't be able to say, okay, my brother, I can show it to you another way. Even Brother Gabriel said, okay, well, I'm going to show it to you a different way. he come a different way if you keep telling him to come a different way. Even he will switch up. No, this brother saying, I've got to keep, you know, and then try to talk down to you because you ask the scriptures. We're supposed to be led by scriptures. We're not supposed to be just sitting up listening to people because we don't know who, who's necessarily right or if they are as intelligent. Anybody can learn how to sound and articulate, but what are you saying with regards to the, the book? I would love to see the amount of scriptures each one of us is given tonight. Brother Guy Red gave a lot, had to give him points. Brother Gary gave a whole lot, had to give him more points. He gave more scriptures than anybody. He's talked for less. Folks, I'm telling y'all, I could be wrong. Maybe I am ignorant, like the brothers say. But I can show you over 65 scriptures that basically say walking with the Most High and the law written in your heart is going to please the Most High. Watch this. In Romans 2, everybody can read, right? Here's this person in Romans 2 that was circumcised, an Israelite was circumcised. And another person was not circumcised, but they had what they call, what the scripture called, a circumcision of the heart. This is Romans 2. 
Let me read it for somebody says you just philosophizing because I'm not philosophizing like the other brother was doing. I'm talking about scriptures that we just read. I'm quoting them. Now, I want to just go ahead and read this because some of y'all want to hear, hear. Okay, so let's do it. I ain't running for no scriptures. Now, nothing that brother say to me, every scripture brother Garvey have said or any brother said, I've said, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't run from the scripture. They seem to just, well, that one we ain't going to talk about that. No, certainly, this is going to make it clear. Now, no, what did the scripture just got to saying? You can't ignore scripture. Now, listen to this. Listen to this. This is about some didn't have law. They didn't have no law, but they pleased the most high. Ask this to Brother God if anybody other Israelites. They ain't going to have nothing for you. They gonna, well, well, let me, let's, look, let's turn over here and we have a better way. Let me show, let me show you something. No, what is this saying? Watch this. Listen to this. Verse 21. Thou therefore which teaches another that thou should not thy... Okay. Thou therefore which teaching another... Teachest now not thyself? Thou that preachest a man should not steal, doest thou steal? Thou that saith a man should not eat, should, excuse me, should not commit adultery, doest thou commit adultery? Thou that abhorreth idols, dost uh, thou commit sacrilege? Verse 23. Thou that makest thy boast of the law, through breaking the law, dishonoreth thou God. Check this out. 24. For the name of the of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you, as it is written. Now, the Most High is saying this is a person that's saying, Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. But they ain't doing it. Watch this, watch this. This person is circumcised, and they keep the law better than me, Brother Gabriel, and his friend, and Brother Gary combined. Listen to this, verse 25. For circumcision verily profit if thou keep the law. But if thou be a breaker of the law, thy circumcision is made uncircumcision. And Brother Gabriel would like that. He's saying, you see, it's saying don't break the law. But keep reading, keep reading. One more time. For circumcision, that's the cutting of the penis, foreskin, circumcision verily profit if thou keep the law. Watch this, but what is the law? But if thou... Be a breaker of the law. Thy circumcision is made uncircumcision. So what they're saying is, if you don't keep a higher law, you going and cutting your foreskin ain't about that. And that's what Israel was known for, keeping all these little laws like external laws, but their heart wasn't right. Y'all understand what I'm saying? These people, these Israelites, is running around talking about keeping all these out external laws, but the heart ain't right. I'm talking about spirit and heart. That's what Christ was talking about. Now watch this. Verse 26. Therefore, if the uncircumcision keepeth the righteousness of the law. Whoa, 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 whoa. Therefore, if the uncircumcision, talking about people that's not circumcised, that's not Israel, keep the righteousness of the law, Shall not his uncircumcision, penis uncut, be counted for circumcision? What? They ain't the law nowhere. 
That's not in the law nowhere. Old Testament law nowhere is, is it say if you're it don't say that. But it's saying you can keep the law by cutting your foreskin. But if you don't have another circumcision of the heart, it's getting ready to call it the circumcision of the heart, that your uncircum your circumcision is made uncircumcision. And then if people that do not have their foreskin cut keep the righteousness of the law, what is the righteousness of the law? It's talking about a hard thing. Verse 26, therefore, if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law, later on it's going to say it's of the heart, shall not his uncircumcision penis be counted for circumcision? Verse 27, and shall not uncircumcision, uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfill the law, judge thee, who by the letter, that's brother, brother Gabriel talking about, but who by the letter, who by the letter and circumcision doeth transgress the law. Oh, my goodness. One more time. And shall not the uncircumcision people, which by nature, if it, if it fulfill the law, if they fulfill the law, judge thee. They're making you look bad. They're putting judgment on you. Who by the letter and circumcision do is transgress the law. So the Israelites is saying here by the letter and circumcision transgress the law. Now I'm going to open this phone on that brother, both of these brothers' comments out of respect for them. Verse 28. In a second, I forget to read these two. For he is not a Jew which is one outwardly. Neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. One more time. For he is a Jew, excuse me, for he is not a Jew which is one outwardly. Neither is the circumcision which is our in the flesh. In other words, the Most High is not so much looking at that as he is the circumcision of the heart. Verse 29, I'm going to drop the bomb on you. Watch this. But he is a Jew which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart. It's the heart. That's what people have that walk with the Most High. The letter killeth, as the Scripture said in another verse, but the Spirit giveth light. These people, these Israelites, is masters of the letter. The Spirit, so talking about the Spirit, they start jumbling around, blah, 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 explaining. One more time, verse 29. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart in spirit and not in the letter, in spirit and not in the letter. In spirit and not in the letter. In spirit and not in the letter. What, what, what Brother Garvey told me, he talking about the letter. And he did talk about following Christ, but you can't mix it. If you think you're justified by the law, then why do you need the gift of righteousness? That's why they don't talk about the gift of righteousness. They never, ever, 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 ever talk about the gift of righteousness. When they do, you heard I talked about it. Y'all think y'all just about the gift of righteousness. See, they don't get it. I had one person tell me one time, I'm justified by the by keeping the law and yeah, grace a little bit too. I need a little grace too. 
Somebody actually told me that. That's the count that we got on the, on the line tonight. I'm going to say it again. They said, yeah, I believe I'm justified by the law, but, but a little grace too. No, you justified by grace and the law to save your life. We're supposed to keep these laws, but we're not justified by them. We're justified by righteousness. It has to be given to us, just like Israel needed given to them, and they slain that lamb. These folks think in 2012, and they don't even halfway know what they're talking about, living in this Babylonian society, that they can muster up something to make the most high go. They're my boy. One more time, verse 29, I'm going to go to the phone line if they want to hear from me. But he is a Jew which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, in spirit and not in the latter, which is the law, whose praise is not of men but of God. Brother Gabriel, you're probably pissed off. I'm still going to give you a chance to holler at me. Actually, let me go to your friend first. He's been holding the longest. He's probably going to cuss me out. Y'all going to, you know. Anyway, we'll see. Brother, go ahead. You have the. Uh, again. Visit. Again. And I'm just going to say this. And I'm only going to say it one time. Either you want to hear it or you don't. I'm telling you, there's a lot of things that you have not even begun to consider that is seriously warping and thing. You remember Isaiah. In the 52nd chapter, it says kings, ultimately rulers, those who thought they were wise, will shut their mouth because of him, or be silenced in shame because of him. Because that which they had not considered, they shall be made ultimately. The question will be asked, who is ready to discern his exceeding report? In other words, Messiah is not going people are of their lack of knowledge. He's going to seek to open their minds to understand when he says his word is line upon line, measuring line to the plummet. This is what the problem is. And I keep saying this. People are reading these Western, reading these Western translated scriptures that really came from an Man with a Western perspective. You can't do it. It won't work. In other words, what I'm saying to you is this. Look at what the scripture said in First Caper, First Peter. If you want to use understand the bill about that. 19 through 21. It says that we have a sure word of prophecy. In other words, what the Most High declared of old. It is going to come to bear according to all that he has spoken. That's a promise. That is a promise. So consider what it's really saying. It said the prophets did not speak according, if you want to put it that way, the unction of their own hearts, prioritization, leaning to their own understanding. The prophets spoke as they were unctioned by the Holy Spirit, the one spirit that is from the beginning, that understands from beginning to all eternity, first and last, beginning and the end, uh, same yesterday, today, and today, and tomorrow, word that is from the beginning as it was before there was any perversion or was there any misunderstanding or there were any corrupt imagination or false vision of man. In other words, let me, let me ask you a question. I spoke by the understanding that the Most High gave directly. Let, 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 let me ask you a question. When you go between the, before the Most High, you're probably going to, I would think after the show is over, you're probably going to pray for me that I'll come into the light if you are a true disciple. When you approach the Most High, 
What makes you think you can stand before the Most High? The priest was striking dead, had not they had that blood sprinkled it uh, sprinkled on the altar. Let's explain that one, okay? No, no, hold on. No, no, I don't want to explain. I'm asking, hold on, hold on, hold on, my brother. I'm asking you a simple question. I'm gonna try this again. Please, please give us one clear answer tonight. I'm simply asking you: When you go before the Most High, when I go before the Most High, let me just answer your question by telling you how I go, real quickly, real quickly, real quickly. I go on the basis of Christ, the, the the blood. I'm thinking about when I pray, I'm thinking about how Christ has taken away my past, present, future sin. And that's what gives me the boldness to walk into the throne. I don't go based upon my rights. Now, do I try to do what's right? Do I try to keep a lot of laws, Brother God, or something? You bet. I better. But I don't, I can't trust my righteousness. I don't even try. I don't go into his presence with that. I try to keep those Commandments because I know I don't want a harvest coming. I don't like. I don't try to go around killing nobody because I don't like killing me. So I I do believe in keeping the laws. But what I'm talking about when I approach the Most High, I have to go with the righteousness. The Bible says, "He that is joined to Christ is one." He the Bible says, "He is our righteousness." Many scriptures talk about He is our righteousness. He is our perpetuation for our sins. So I go before Him like that. Now having answered that. You do the same. How do you go before the Most High? Whose righteousness are you going for? What do you? What makes you righteous enough to go to the Most High? I will simply say this to you first, because it's something that needs to be understood. That I think most of us who call ourselves believers have not understood after this Western society. Something that was understood by ancient monotheists, Eastern minds. Brother, 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 you, you, you too wise for this. We don't need hey. you to tell us what we don't understand. Just answer my question, please. If you don't have this foundation, everything you have. Brother Gabriel, let me go to you, man. I don't understand your friend. I'm sorry. Brother, He, even if he is a wise man, Christ had a way of talking to people on different levels. I totally, I hope that he never, ever does that again. I feel like he's disrespected me. I've asked him a simple question. You and I go to it toe-to-toe. Some weeks we get along, some weeks we don't. But you always try to answer my questions. And if I'm too ignorant to understand the level you're at, which I doubt if that's the case, but let's just say if I really am, then you try to come at it a different way. You'll say, well, let me explain another way. You, you're always trying to explain different ways. I'm not trying to pitch you against him, but this brother, I don't know who you think he is, but he is not nowhere near what he think he is. Even if he is right, which I vehemently think he's way out there. But go ahead. I'm going to ask you the same question. When you go to the Most High, what makes you think you can talk to the Most High? What, somebody says, Brother Garvey, I don't want to talk to the Most High because I'm, I'm, I'm full of sin and I'm a liar. And, I, and you know, I'm, I'm trying to walk in the Most High way, but i got issues and I struggle, with the, I struggle with smoking weed or they got issues. What do they need? if they need anything, in your opinion, to be able to stand before the Most High. No matter what I've done sin-wise, speaking to me, I go with that gift of righteousness. And I almost go as though I'm saying, Father, I'm not worthy enough to stand before you. But the Lamb has just been slain. The Lamb has just been slain. The priests have just slain this Lamb. I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking of lambs, but I'm really thinking of Christ, and I know because of his blood and his death, it's made us available to go before the Most High. So I'm asking you point blank, when you talk to the Most High, how do you approach him on whose righteousness? Because you can't approach him unless you're righteous. 
Well, brother, see, I kind of answered the question like 30 times, but I'm going to give it to you again. No matter what righteousness or ill-righteousness is, first of all, Christ's first words out of his mouth was repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So that's the thing to do. Repenting is to turn away from sin. So if you want to be in heaven, for me to get to heaven, for you to get to heaven, and if you know what the sin is, then you do it willingly. As it said in the scriptures, it was better for them not to know. To, you know, you're, you're, I can't even think right now because you're trying to, basically I'm going to say it like this. If I want to do it like you, I might as well stay what I was. Because basically the same understanding. Brother Gabriel, brother Gabriel, brother Gabriel, brother Gabriel, brother Gabriel, brother Gabriel, you're doing what your friend did. I'm no, asking you. Uh, now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Now, hold on, man. At one point, ahead, your son or daughter, your son or daughter, nephew or somebody going to say this. You know, I want to talk to the most high, and I want to get closer to him, but I feel like I've been sinning. I'm asking you a pointed question. What do you tell the young man and say, I want to, I want to pray to him? This is what I tell him. Do you believe in the most high? Yes. Do you believe in what the Messiah did? Yes. Do you have you accepted Messiah in your life uh, in terms of following his ways, the path? You know, the, the, the Messiah came to show us how to please the Father. Do you agree or believe? And say yes, 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 yes. Have you accepted? Him? Yes, 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 yes. But I feel like when I go before the Most High, I got all this sin on me because I, I, you know, I, I smoke weed. I say to them, listen, you shouldn't be smoking no weed. That's wrong, and that's going to destroy you. End the story. It's going to destroy you. But you didn't go to the Most High based upon who what Christ have done. I'm saying, what would you say different to that young man? Don't talk about how we ain't trying to live right. And do you know what sin means? And do you know what the Father name means? Just simply answer that young man. First of all, I'm gonna say today. Hello, I'm here. First of all. All men have fallen short of the glory of the Most High. So all men have sinned. So first of all, if you, I would tell them like this: if you understand this is a sin through precepts, practice to your best ability not to do it. That's how you are washed by the Word. The Bible says, "Give washed by the Word." The Word was also Christ. Christ, the Word. Christ is also was the Word of God. You know, the first creation. Was the word So long story short To get clean To stand before the most high And have your sins washed away You must Follow the commandments of the most high Now you said the Mosaic law It was only a few laws Moses. No no hold on hold on hold on hold on Then you get up Then you get up Hold on you kind of almost answered them. I almost got you though You just You got into it But don't Now you don't jump back on the Mosaic law Let's stay You said you just you just got to answer, and I'm just trying to clarify okay, something you said. You said, you know, to go before the Most High, you, you have to have your sins. Some, and I want to make sure I'm quoting you right. You say you have to be washed away. You got to follow what he tell you. But I'm saying, okay, so you ask for forgiveness, right? Okay, all right. But I'm saying there are people I guess that would be your answer. I guess you're saying you ask for forgiveness, and then you can stand before him, right? Regardless of this, 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 this
judgment, brother. We're not hold, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're not talking about the day of judgment. We're, we're, we're not. We're not. You want me to ask like you? Hey, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want you. I believe in Jesus. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. 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 They're trying to go about to establish their own righteousness. We're doing what our forefathers did. We're doing what our forefathers did. Now, Brother Gabriel, I'm going to read this, and I want you, well, let's see here. I don't know why they can't see this. It makes me wonder, do these people have even accepted the Holy Spirit? Do they believe in the gifts of the Spirit? Verse 10 and 3. I'm not going to call nobody no names. I'm just going to read this verse. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Have you submitted yourself to the righteousness of God? You listen to me right now. Have you submitted yourself to the righteousness of God? The Most High has made it available for all of us to go through Christ. The Bible said no man comes to the Father but by me. It's this righteousness. It's been given to us as a gift. When I go to the Most High, I'm walking on that red carpet of the righteousness given to me. I'm not taking none of my works because I don't want the Father saying, you think you're better than Moses, Elijah? Their righteousness was as filthy rags. And then somebody always say, some Israelite always say, wait a minute, you can't see everybody in please the most high, so you want to talk about Enoch who didn't even, I mean, here you are barely can't stop all this abominable things y'all know y'all really doing when we go off the air. And I'm not saying no one person. I'm saying all mankind. We all got these issues, skeletons, little weaknesses, little things we've been struggling with for many years. I ain't found nobody on the planet that don't have something. And you want to make like you doing something because you're keeping the Shabbat. Most of the time it's called keeping the Shabbat. That's their, that's their day. They send it unto the third heaven. And if you watch them on the, on the, on the Shabbat, they don't even understand the Shabbat. They don't understand that our life is a Shabbat. That the, our whole life we have ceased from working because we trust into the Most High. We trust the Most High now and that our life is supposed to be a Shabbat. It don't mean you're not supposed to continue to keep Shabbat symbolically, but for real, how are you going to be more righteous on day, you know, day three than day four or day two than day one? or day? Most High don't want you picking what day you're going to be righteous. You're supposed to be righteous always before Him. He... You really think he wasn't going to say, no, I want you more righteous on this day than the other. They don't understand because they don't have a spirit. Folks, it's very simple. They don't have the spirit. If they do have the spirit, they're really not listening to him. For they being ignorant of the God righteousness, they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness. Well, do they establish their own righteousness? Are you listening, establishing your own righteousness? Think about it. Do you feel like you're righteous when you do stuff? You're not. You're not. You might be living a consecrated life. 
You can do that. You like Paul said, I keep my under my body. You can do that. But your body ain't saved. Paul talks about sin lying in his body. And this brother, uh, brother Gabriel's friend, brother, you know, there's things you don't understand about the It ain't all that deep, my brother. Sin lies in your body. The law of sin and death. This mess, this, this, it's not no rocket science. Folk want to make it complicated. Then what they want you to do is say, you know what, I don't know what you're talking about. So when you don't know what somebody's talking about. It's like somebody uses a bunch of big words. When they use a bunch of big words, first thing you feel intimidated because you know what they're saying. This stuff is simple. It's simple, simple, simple. No matter what you do on your own efforts, I don't care if you keep all the laws in the Old Testament, your righteousness is as filthy rags. The Bible talks about nobody not being justified by, by the law. Brother Gary read Hebrews, for the law of child, the good things to come can never with those sacrifices which they offer year by year continue to make the continue the, the common judgment perfect, for then they will not be cease to be offered. I mean, there's scriptures over and over and over and over again. For those of you listening and you want more scriptures on this, you want to see Brother Seth really going to a whole lot of scriptures, more than all of us have said tonight, go and listen to the very first show, my elementary 101 show. If you think this brother who say you don't know what you're talking about, go and listen to one-on-one righteousness. And listen how elementary this is to salvation, and folks still can't get it right. They're going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. So submit unto the righteousness of God, folks. Submit unto the righteousness of God, Brother Godfrey. I love you, my brother. You know I do. I want to have you on as much as I do. I don't have to have you talking as much as you do. I don't have no hatred for y'all, but y'all taking people back with all this intelligence. The danger of what you're doing, you're trying to win the argument, but it don't matter if I win or you win the bottom line. It's what the people are listening to you. You don't make sense. You think you do, but this scripture's like what I just read. Do you? Establish your own righteousness? Yes. You're doing just what the scriptures say. Have you not submitted to the righteousness of God? You don't even know what that is. You don't even talk about it much. I never hear you ever talk about, oh, I submitted to the righteousness of God, which, which is through Christ Jesus. You don't do that. Are you sure? Are you whatever you want to, you know, if you don't believe in Christ Jesus, because I know you're going to say get the name right. You get the name right. Oh, his name was this. You get the Shabbat. People argue around stuff they can control, and then, like the Shabbat, they can find out the names, and they make themselves look good because that's something we all can see. But when they get into the spirit, they drop the ball because their heart is not right. Now, I can't judge this brother say it's hard not right. I'm not saying that, but I know some people that was like that. I know some people that was like that. They sit around, and they watch, and they try to argue with you on stuff. Their heart ain't right. If you watch them in their life, they ain't got no fruit. They ain't happy. They ain't full of love. They ain't full of faith. They ain't full of patience. They don't have no fruits of the Spirit. But they love talking about the Bible and the deep things that nobody knows. And, brother, you just, if you listen, I'll tell you, I'll explain. But you ignorant. That's, when you hear people talk like that, them are the ones that's very scriptures talking about. They're religious people. We get them all the time. They think they sound very intelligent. They don't impress me. You want to impress me? Let every. Verse come, let everything come out of your mouth through the scriptures. Be able to prove what you're saying through the scriptures. Now, once you do that, I say, I see it. I see it, brother. I see it. Then you go into what the brother was saying, brother Gabriel's friend. You go into the histories behind this than the other. Now, the strange thing is, I know people, and I'm one of them, 
that can explain the same thing. We can get. We ain't no strange to no Hebrew or Greek. We're not strange to the, the to the history surrounding the Bible. I don't know everything, but I'm not intimidated by none of y'all. Cause you know why? My teacher is a bad boy. My teacher, none of you can stand in even the face of. My teacher, which should be your teacher, is the Holy Spirit, and I'm not intimidated by none of y'all. I have eight up people like you all my life, and they've had PhDs, and oftentimes highly, I have had so many people with large ministries just change everything after they speak with me. I've got proof. So, folks, if you're listening to these folks on Facebook, on the Internet, just constantly talking about the law, the law, the law, the law, the law, we have a higher law. What we keep is more than what they're saying. We keep whatever the Holy Spirit tells us. And we have the law, or you should have the law written on your heart. And we actually don't need the written law. The law is for the lawless. We have the law written on our hearts. We don't need the letter. Now, if you don't have it written in your heart, like the person with the circumcision of the heart in Romans 2. And remember, that person didn't even have a law. Ask whatever Israelite that comes to the law by Romans 2. Say, so what about that person that had the, heart, the law written on their hearts and they did, and they was better off with the most high than the person that was circumcised? If they just say, well, uh, let's go to somebody else, then just, just come on in your mind, just say, okay, they're not the one. Go to somebody else. Because there are some brothers that can explain themselves. If they run from any scripture and don't have a comment on it, Run from them. Run like hell. They are religious. If they don't talk about the gift of the Spirit and they're not looking for the Spirit to lead and guide them and they're not looking for mercy and grace and they're always judging people, talking about, and you know, the Bible says if you fit in any area of the law, Brother Gabriel and my other brother, if you offend in any area, you've not kept the whole thing. So if nothing else, if I say nothing else, I know you ain't keeping that whole law. Not not no American. So if you're in any area, you're guilty of the whole law. You better need grace. You better run. You better understand Romans ten and three. Uh, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to accept their own righteousness, having not submitted unto the righteousness of God. You better. You better. You better. We better. I better. My wife better. My kids better submit to the righteousness of God. We better accept this gift. You better be talking to the Most High, standing up on that red carpet of the gift of the Spirit, because your righteousness is just filthy rags. One thing I have to say about both you, brother, and giving you all some points. I know I was a little controlling a lot, not a lot, a lot tonight, but I was trying to get y'all to answer some questions. This is my show. I really don't like doing that to nobody because I don't have it like that. I'm not better than nobody. Y'all know some stuff, and I want y'all to be able to share. Now, one thing, y'all both are still listening. Neither one of y'all hung up out of respect for me, and I, and I see it, and I appreciate that. I'm letting everybody know these brothers are still on the line. So that tells you they ain't no knuckleheads. They they really trying to work with me. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And they could be thinking I'm going to open up the line so they can talk. And that's why that ain't going to happen tonight. We're done. But I still admire them for for hanging around and saying, you know, I'm going to listen to you, my brother. I'm going to listen. But I hope they ain't doing that thinking, again, I'm just going to open up the line. That wouldn't be right. But I actually think they really listen to me, and I appreciate that. Because what if I'm wrong? I ain't too hot to say I can't be wrong. That's another thing. When you see people act like, that, oh, no, I've got to you. I can teach you. Run, run like hell. They ain't right. Run 
like hell. None of us got it like that. The Holy Spirit is the only one that's got it like that. So I respect them for hanging around. I must say that I also want to apologize to each, each of them, especially my, the brother, uh, brother, uh, no name I couldn't say, Brother Gabriel's friend, because he didn't get a chance to talk much. Hopefully next show I'll let him talk more. I really want y'all to hear from the brother. I really, honest to God, want y'all to hear from this brother. But I, I got to have a show. I got to be able to answer questions, people. We got to have some kind of order. If I say, you know, you don't have to get an answer, I won't like Brother Gabriel was saying, but what do you tell a young man to say, I have a hard time approaching the most high? Brother Gabriel didn't really have an answer for him. He said, ask for forgiveness, but then he kind of felt, then you know, he didn't really sound comfortable saying that because they are going to establish their own righteousness. You can't go before the most high time that you kept some Shabbat, or you think you do, man, please. We have to have that wonderful gift of righteousness. You, like every other Israelite, need to stand there while Moses is offering up that, the Aaron is offering up that sacrificial lamb like every other Israelite and hope the Most High don't open up the earth and swallow you and take it out in that lamb. So you need that lamb like I need that lamb, and that lamb is Christ. You need the lamb. And you're trying to tell me, in other words, I don't need the lamb. I got, no, you ain't got nothing. You have nothing. And it's dangerous if you even think you can go up to Moses and say, Moses, I don't really need this lamb because I, 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 you are dangerous, brother. All of you preaching this, you are dangerous people. You're taking us backwards. That young brother asked you that question, need to be able to stand in your presence, need to say, brother, your sins have been wiped away. The lamb has been slain. This afternoon they burn up a lamb for your sins. Go, go ahead to your father. Run to your father. He's not angry with you as far as keeping you from his presence. Now, you still are going to be judged by anything you do wrong. That's why I told Brother Gabriel, yes, we keep laws, but we're not judged by those laws to the degree we have a relationship with the Father. It doesn't, interfect, it doesn't hinder our relationship. You better be keeping those precepts and concepts that's written in your heart, not sitting up trying to go to the scriptures it should be written in your heart. If you love the most high, what you wear, ladies, a certain dress, the guys is looking at you half naked. No. So do you need to go try and look for a scripture? I used to see the scripture that said, I can't wear this short dress. Do you really want brothers breaking their neck, can't think? It should be written in your heart. Well, I'm going to find out what day we for the worship. It's for the day. This is what the moon doing. It's Monday. This, this is the day. This day. Do you really think the most I'm going to be like, well, y'all didn't get it right. It's this day, not that day. I told y'all look for this particular moon. They don't mess around with the moon and time and the Shabbat. Nobody knows when the correct Shabbat is. Every time we think we got to nail down something, here, I say, oh, yeah, we all know. That's why he said, Paul said, y'all keeping dates and times, y'all in bondage. Christ is, has made it. Our lives is a Shabbat. And does that mean you're not supposed to try to keep thus the, the day that we think it is? Yes, you should. But that day ain't no more holy than the other day. Well, the most I say was, do you know why he said it was? Israel was wicked. You really think the most I just want one day? Well, it's the day he rested. And he, yeah, that's the day he rested. We're supposed to have a day of rest. But that don't mean he want us to be righteous on one day and other days we kind of righteous. It don't make sense what they're saying. We, we don't even belong to ourselves. Our bodies, our minds, our souls belong to the most high. The Bible said Christ is our life. We're supposed to be dead. 
We're supposed to be constantly doing what the Father wants us to do, every single opinion, every single thought, every single concept. We're supposed to be dead. So if the, if the Father is living through us because our bodies, we have sacrificed our bodies to him by every single thought being pulled and made captive, you know, bringing every thought captive, then how can we be living one better on one day than we do any other days? If the Holy Spirit is taking over your life, how can you say that the Holy Spirit is more holy on the Shabbat because you're not working and he is any other days? It don't make sense. The Holy Spirit can control your life. That is peace. You have ceased to work. He don't get it. No. Let's wear white and let's sit around and not do nothing. Let's, yeah. Y'all are in kindergarten to me. And I probably shouldn't say that, but it to me is just basic. Again, it was my first message on Blog Talk Radio. And if I'm wrong for saying that, I'm sorry. But to me, it's so elementary. I don't understand why people don't understand this. I'm sorry. And I, and I, and I did this show tonight because it's not just this. It's the hatred of white people. That's another one. They don't understand that. And they really don't understand the gifts of the Spirit. I mean, I never, 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 never heard no Israelite talking about no gifts of the Spirit. So you wonder, you know, if I didn't know better, I would think the Israelite movement was uh, was Satan because everybody seemed to come into the light, most of them. And I think they just came off the street and they learned some stuff, and they, they don't know what folks left in the church. And everybody in church ain't cuckoo. There's a whole lot of sluggers in church. There's some people show enough know this Bible, know this book, understand law and grace. Y'all come in here all wet out of the rain for two days and think you're going to boss us around. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what we know. Go back to school and really get an education. All right? I love every single one of y'all. Ain't nothing you can do about it. I promise I love you. I don't have no hatred for no white man. I don't think no white man got no power over Israel like that. I feel like we're in the most high's hand. And this might make y'all throw up and play a song that says, My cup run is over. And this is this 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 is Maddie Moss and she's saying she's so full of the spirit, that spirit which she calls her cup is running over. Most Israelites don't understand none of this song. They don't have no concept of what this woman is talking about. She's talking about being filled with the spirit. They don't even talk about no spirit. All they want to is talk about the letter. The spirit, the Bible said the letter kill it. But the spirit give it light. Then they gonna when you mention that scripture, they gonna come. Well, yeah, well, let's, let's go through that scripture, man. Please, please come at me with something strong. Good night, everybody.
just one. 